Because even the marketing I've seen is like, don't spoil this for other people is basically how they're marketing it now, five days out or whatever. That I did see a TV spot for, and that I thought was actually really cool. And that kind of went off like something, didn't like Ryan Johnson say something like that a couple of months ago? I think they've all been saying it. I know Mark Hamill's been very adamant that people do not spoil this for other people. Yeah. Well, I seen one like that, and I wanted to slap, like, whoever the hell put it on IGN. It was like a little thing. It was like, don't spoil this for other people. And then right after, I'm not even going to say what happens at the end of the clip. But it's a huge fucking spoiler at the end of the clip. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, the what, dude? (laughs) Yeah, I've learned I can't even, like, scroll through Instagram, because even the the official Star Wars account, like, if you're just scrolling through Instagram, will show, like, a five or ten second video of stuff. And the video just starts playing as I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want to see that either. Yep. So, yeah, I've, it's been, I've been tiptoeing around the internet the last couple of days. It's been difficult. So I'm anxious to, like, dive into reviews and stuff after I see it, but I can't do it now. No, gotta see it first. PSA for everyone out there. Go see, <laughs> go see these movies yourself before you read anything. Welcome to another episode of Brian Guy's Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Zorch. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> and Mike Bradley. I'm wrapping my head around Josh with the Matthew McConaughey thing still. <laughs> you never knew it. It Now that you see it, though, you're like, I didn't know how badly I wanted that. I know. <laughs> I, oh. And after a bit of a break, we got Mike Romano back. Yeah, I just gotta say after the Matthew McConaughey thing, the Free State of Jones was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, that, that was my, on one that of your made list. My top ten list last year. <laughs> I remember that because I think when you named it, we're all like, "What the fuck movie is that?" I was all excited, super excited for a Civil War movie because I'm a Civil War dork as there ever was one, and it was bad. It was I. It was like mind numbing. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. I get the premise, but man, was it fucking mind numbing? Two and a half hours of just I, what? What did I watch? Yeah, we'll have to. Whenever we do our favorites of 2017, we'll, we'll be it. revisiting the uh, most <laughs> anticipated it. of 2017. Yeah, so that's the there's that's like the one or two slots we leave open for uh, disappointments or did yeah. not live up to yeah. hopes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm so glad now I know where that, that one falls. That was like Mike. perfect. I'm glad you came in with the all right, all right. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've been teasing it for a few episodes now. This is something I wanted to get in the bag before Last Jedi came out. Uh, so we're going to cover each of our top 10 most anticipated movies of the next year for 2018. Uh, this is usually one of my favorite ones to do at like episode wise of the year. Um, just going over all of our, our list. Usually the ones we do with lists, I feel like maybe I'm just like, I like to be organized. So anytime we do something with lists, I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so if you haven't listened to any of these past ones, we've done either the top 10 favorites or most anticipated uh, I'll sort of run down our format. Each of us have made a list of 10 movies we're looking forward to next year. We have not compared these lists beforehand, so these are going to be surprises for everybody. I'm sure some of these movies will cross over. They usually do. We're all sort of 
comic book nerds and that kind of thing. So we we do have a little uh, soft spot for all the superhero movies and stuff like that. What could be our number one pick? Yeah, really. We'll see (laughs) if that differs from anybody because I feel like there's a good chance it'll be the top for everybody. Um. So yeah, what we usually do is we start with someone's 10, we do everybody's 10 first, then we go to everyone's 9 and 8 and so far up the list. Uh, when we get to the end, after we've hit everybody's number 1, we'll go around one more time, hit a couple honorable mentions that were close to making the list but didn't, and go from there. And we'll just sort of see where the discussion takes us. Uh, we did pick an order for everyone before we started to record, so we're going to go Josh, Mike Bradley, Mike Romano, and I'll bring up the rear with the fourth one. That's what she said. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So, starting with uh, our number 10s, Josh is going to go first. Josh, what is your number 10 for 2018? Okay. um, Let's say I had a little bit more diverse of a list that I ended up with than I originally thought I would. But uh, I feel like that's normal for you. Yeah. I mean, to some degree, but I was really going into this more than for myself, like, more than past years, other than the movies that, like, oh, I know I'm going to enjoy that. It's going to be fun. I, I le- legitimately try to think, what am I looking forward to? And I think what I'm looking forward to the most is I'm looking to be surprised. I'm looking for things that either are completely original, out of left field, I haven't seen before, or are just different sharp takes on things I might be familiar with. So I am starting uh, actually with what I think could be a really, really cool reboot. Um, I'm going with Shane Black's version of The Predator. Okay. Is that just called Predator or is it Predators? Or I can't remember the title of that movie. Yeah, the the one, the 2010 one was Predators. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Adrian Brody. Right, right. Uh, this This is The Predator. Uh, as far as I understand it, like, whereas that one was the 2010 one, which I actually thought was really cool. I think it's really underrated. It, it was mm-hmm. definitely kind of a continuation while trying to be sort of a reboot. Um, didn't go anywhere after that, but I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, this one is supposed to be just a flat out, like, re- remake reboot. Um, but Shane Black in charge, writing and directing, I don't know how this can go wrong in any way. Uh, the cast, is Robert Downey Jr. in it? He is no, well, unless he's going to have like an awesome he is the like, cameo in some way. Oh, that would be <laughs> yeah. great, right? Yeah. Well, uh, hey, they got the mask idea already. They can just do that, you know, inside the mask. Yeah, that's right. Again, the already. heads up display for the predator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the the people that they got together for this, uh, Olivia Munn, uh, Thomas Jane, Boyd Holbrook, who I thought was one of the standout, absolute stellar elements of Logan. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, Jake Busey, Keegan Michael K. I think that <laughs> is an oddball, but it's like sometimes those people who you think like, oh, they're known for comedy, they have a way of surprising you. Like when Jordan Peele made Get Out, you know, you you don't see that coming, and and they can really surprise you. So that is supposed to be, I believe, the uh, first Friday of August, and I am looking forward to an awesome monster action movie. Yeah, I don't know too much about that, but the cast does sound good. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And Shane Black's usually pretty good. He wrote that one too, right? Uh, yeah, uh, cr- uh, credited with others on the screenplay, but co-writer, yes. Okay. Hmm. 
Uh, did that make anybody else's list? Or I guess we'll find out. I guess when we... Anybody got anything else for Predator? We'll go to Bradley's number 10. The only thing I have for it is I do need to hear Thomas Jane give his best impression of Get to the Chapa. <laughs> it needs to happen. Even if it's just or a passing joke. Maybe Olivia Munn does it. You don't know. Some Anybody. I don't give a damn who does it. Yeah. He was just the first <laughs> name that came to mind. Anybody in the movie needs go. to give that joke. I don't care if it's a reboot. It has to happen. Yeah. You think yeah. they'll put, give Arnold a cameo? I hope they do. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe it would he, be nice. Maybe Arnold comes over like a walkie-talkie. Like, he's somewhere else, and he's in contact with them. He's not actually, like, physically in it, but maybe he gets to deliver that line, like, Hurry, you've got to get to the chopper! Something like that. <laughs> that would be great. I would accept it. would it. be the best if you give that to him again. Just yeah. let him do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alright, so Bradley is up with number 10. Uh, my number 10 comes from a book I read nearly 20 years ago. It's written by a guy named Steve Alton. The book was called Meg, a novel of deep horror. Um, the movie is just going to be called The Meg. Um, hmm. it, it, this makes the list for one reason and one reason only. For probably 15 years, I've been looking forward to them making this into a movie. Um, that being said, it, it comes in at number 10. It looks like they're going to make a horrible movie out of this. Um, <laughs> and it, it, here's the thing. It, the, the book itself, sure, it's about a monster shark in part, but it's more about claustrophobia and rebirth um, than it is about the shark. The shark is there, but the, the whole novel itself is built more on the suspense of being trapped in a small metal submarine at the bottom of the ocean than it is about the shark itself. Um, so what they did... Is it... Go ahead. ...is they took that idea and they turned it somehow into a Jason Statham movie. Um, Wait, he's in this movie? Yes, he is the lead role. Um, <laughs> Jason Statham... I want to see it now just because of that. ...is set to play Jonas <laughs> Taylor in this movie, who is going to be a deep-sea submersible pilot retired from the Navy... Um, supposed to be a very smart man and all that, um, an intellectual, a professor, um, and we got Jason Statham for that. Um, the other problem I have <laughs> I is, there's, if you look on the IMDb, there's at least three top-billed characters that are named on IMDb. They have a name in the cast. They're 100% there. Never appeared in any of the books. There's five of these they couldn't even name the characters yeah. based off of somebody that was in one of the books. Even if it doesn't relate to that character, they couldn't use names from the books. So you have Ruby Rose as a character that... I, I don't know. You see the point I'm at here. We have Jason Statham and Ruby Rose to top bill a movie that is supposed to be about, you know, claustrophobia, suspense, and all that. It's just going to be a monster shark movie. Um, Jason Statham is going to jump kick the crap out of that shark. That's what I'm afraid of. In the of. water. Uh, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. this is going to be more Sharknado than Jaws, and that's a problem. <laughs> uh, well, even just the title of the movie, it just made me think of Meg from Family Guy. Yeah, you say really The Meg, and that's the first thing that comes to my head. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Like I also see that like Rain Wilson is in it, and Cliff Curtis, and Bing Bing Lee. But if you're Wait, saying that, that last some... one? <laughs> Bing Bing Lee. Uh, um, she's been in stuff. Uh, she's uh, obviously in 
Asian American actress. Well, actually, no, really, Chinese actress. <laughs> uh, she, oh, she was. Oh, you should know her. She was in your freaking Transformer movie. That doesn't mean I remember it. <laughs> she, was. she was in Age of Extinction. She was a character. Oh, that's the worst one. Called Su Yuming. Yeah, yeah, that means nothing to me. <laughs> I, I blocked that movie out. Sorry. Ah, uh, fair enough. That's the one with the oh, dinosaurs, shoot. right? That's with the Dinobots, right? That was the yeah. first one with the dinosaurs. Yeah. See, that's just, yeah, that's just how much I can't remember about that. For the for the ten minutes they were on screen. Yeah. Um, I, I've I guess I I've watched some of those like crouching tiger, hidden dragon type movies that came later, and I really enjoyed those, so I know her from those ones. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, it. it... <clears throat> It's a movie that just looks like a really good book turned into a debacle. Think Congo. Mm. <laughs> okay. You know, like, just not going to be what it's supposed to be. Fair enough. Yeah, I know nothing about that at all. So, I recommend reading the book. It's a fantastic book to read. Do not let the movie steer you off of the book. You said there's five books? Yeah, the first one is a very good book. The second one's still fairly good. After that, they turn more into their own kind of shtick with the monster shark being the attraction more than the suspense and okay. the actual horror elements of it. Still cool to read about, but more... He gets less scientific and more... I don't know. Awesome? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes for the more awesome stuff and. Three, four, and five. I mean, but he's writes a lot like Michael Crichton. He's very scientific. Does three, and, four, and five turn into a Jason Statham movie? <laughs> four, definitely. <laughs> fourth book. Oh, so maybe yeah, they're just absolutely. planning the ahead. Fourth book is is the fourth book is made to star Jason Statham and Megan Fox. I'm pretty sure that he describes. Maybe that's the Meg. The Megan Fox <laughs> is like pretty much a Megan Fox description as to what they would have her look like. And it's like, why are you doing this? But yeah. It's like, it's like Michael Bay all over again. Yeah. Maybe he'll direct it. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the other thing is this, this is being directed by John Turtletop. Right. So, you know, John Turtletop's, you know, um, national treasure. If you recognize those. So it, it should be a fun movie. He needs to get off these shark submarine movies and get making me a third National Treasure Damn movie. Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. I'll I take agree that with that. This. And, I'll, and I'll tell you how upset you should be, Josh. The original director billed for this movie was Eli Roth. Ooh. And it was okay, going see, to that's be perfect. That is interesting And then they were making him turn it into a PG-13 movie, and he refused, uh, and he see, got even, off the project. Even if you give me Jason Statham in a submarine with a giant shark but you give me Eli Roth in charge I'm interested see yeah this is what I mean (laughs) (laughs) this is I don't know where they went wrong with this movie but it just it tanked but on my list I'm still going to the theater to see this I've been waiting 20 years to see it so had to make the list we'll check out we'll check back with you next year and see how this turned out Uh, all right, so we'll go on to Romano's number ten. I'm probably gonna get booed by some people on this <laughs> one. <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, you're not getting booed. I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's well, on my yeah, list. Yeah, but it's because it's so it's so low on my list. Wow. That's why I, I'm gonna I, get booed. Spoiler alert: It did not make my list. What? It, it did not make my list either. Okay, so I don't feel so bad then. There's <laughs> a lot of good stuff. I'm actually stuff surprised by that from <laughs> Brian because Bri- Brian wasn't Jurassic World. 
pretty high on your 2015 list. I don't have my 2015 list really available. Um, I don't. I feel like I put it on my list, and I don't remember where it finished when we went through the favorites. But I do actually really like Jurassic World, and yeah. I had higher expectations, I think, for this movie. And the trailer kind of turned me off from it. That's had that's, I not seen the trailer, it probably would have made my list. Yeah, that, that's that's what it did for me because I like Jurassic World so much that I watched that trailer. I'm like, what the fuck is this crap? I feel like this is yeah. like a, just an exciting Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I've been pulling the same thing with the Star Wars and Infinity War stuff. I refusing to watch the trailer. I want to go into that completely cold. I don't want to see any peak okay. of the new dinosaur, whatever the fuck it is, coming into this movie. Oh, so you didn't watch the trailer for Fallen Kingdom? No. No, I, the only okay. one I seen was him messing around with the little raptor. That's all I seen. It's like the okay. 10 seconds Stop. of him screwing with the little raptor. Okay. Yeah, stop there because if you see if if you have no idea what we're talking about and why we feel this way, then if you even see an inkling of it, you're really going to be disenchanted. So stay away from it all. <clears throat> okay. All right, so well I'm just going to just say that's why. Okay. So now, to be fair, like I've I felt a little bit better after the trailer dropped and seeing uh a couple people talk about like even the director I think was talking about it on Twitter where the footage shown in the trailer should be from the first half of the film, first 50 minutes or something. So I was worried that that trailer was showing way too much of the film. So if there is something else there that they're not showing, they're keeping under wraps, that means there might be some twists there in the story, which I can get behind. So I'm hoping it redeems itself when I finally get around to see it, because I am going to see it. It's just, it's not in my top 10. Yeah, and I, uh, Mike, I mean, I definitely h- hope it, you know, surprises us all but mm. i can understand why you would you know kind of hedge your bet and put it at 10 yeah i mean it almost made the honorable mention list I mean, like i said like these like these back few are they, they're all interchangeable so yeah yeah i no mean the, the the i'm, I'm just gonna say the trailer kind of just really just disappointed me <laughs> so i'm not really looking forward i mean i'm looking forward to it, but i'm not looking forward to it as much as i thought i would be looking forward to it yeah and yeah sure. i agree that's sort of where i'm at too hmm <laughs> Uh, anything else for Fallen Kingdom? No? Alright. My number 10... My number 10 is one... These last... My f- 10 and 9... I was telling these guys before we started recording. I had a... F- for the most part, set list of 10. And then I started poking around at other trailers and stuff today. And two of one, two movies that I weren't on my list at all, I watched trailers for. And now they've got me excited enough. And it could just be because they're fresh in my mind that I think they look cool. That I'm going to put them at 9 and 10. Uh, so the first one I have is Annihilation with Natalie Portman from the director of Ex Machina. Yep. Uh, so that one, I mean, I guess it's based on a book, and I don't know what book it's from. <laughs> um, but cast-wise, we have Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, Gina Rodriguez, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, a couple other people, Benedict Wong Benedict is Wong. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone named Cosmo Jarvis. That's a great fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna just see it just because of that name. He could have a five uh, second part. I'll put that guy it. on. A, put that guy on a poster. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you, if anybody hasn't seen the trailer for Annihilation, I'd recommend watching it and just to get a sense of what this movie is. Um, I guess what Natalie Portman's husband or boyfriend or something yep. goes into some weird, crazy area that's like covered. I forget what they call it. <clears throat> like the the. Shit, I just watched the trailer and I can't remember what the fuck. I, but just, like, I just did too, yeah. Yeah, it's all like shiny and, and 
colorful. It, it, it look it looks like if there's uh like water or or like gasoline or oil or something on uh, on black top. Yeah, that's a good way to and, describe and it. It's, and it's kind of and it's wet, and you hear you see that sheen of like the oil on top of the surface. That's like the quality of how the boundary of this place looks. So I guess the, a team of females, like five or six females go in there and like scientists and biologists and stuff trying to figure out what the hell this place is and what it did. It, it apparently tries to drive people crazy and there's something in there that seems like it's hunting them and picking them off. So that adds that thriller element to it. And I don't know, it, it seems like something I haven't seen in a while as far as movies are concerned. And uh, uh, the trailer in, piqued my interest, I guess. Kind of sounds like Predator to me. Actually, yeah, that might be a fair comparison. <laughs> yeah, it no, it really same thing. I got the impression it it feels like there's elements of like a wrinkle in time. There's elements of Predator. Um, there's uh, what was I just thinking of too? It it it, it looks oh uh, it, it kind of reminds me of Arrival. In oh, I could get that yeah a, a little little bit of ways. Um, just like like unknown entity like you know all the, a, a bunch of these movies they're making lately where they're like it's definitely science fiction bordering on fantasy but they're melding it into real world like integration so well that it, it doesn't seem like fantasy it's like literally like hey guess what all all this fan supernatural fantastical crap just landed in our world deal with it yeah and it seems like it's one of those stories that could have a lot of twists and turns and make you think. Yeah. And as much as I loved Arrival from last year too, that the comparisons with Arrival and just like a psychological thriller type thing that that sort of hooked me too. So yeah, anything to add for that one, or we'll loop back around to Josh. Well, I'm just I would just add. Well, I can continue actually because my number nine is Annihilation. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like the the fact that the guy who was in charge of ex machina like this is kind of his next project um alex garland we should probably give him his name um <laughs> yeah i couldn't think i have the imdb up too and i couldn't i didn't even look at his name um yeah i i think that is i think he's gonna be somebody to watch um i mean i see that he was the writing credit on uh dread the carl urban uh, okay version um so he's on the screenplay for that so I like what he's coming up with. Um, uh, I mean, if, if you go back through his writing credits, they're actually really cool. Like movies that you probably forgot about, like 28 Days Later, Sunshine, that uh, Danny Boyle did. Um, uh, is it Dread? And, and then since Ex, since Ex, since Ex Machina, uh, you know, got so much praise, I think he's definitely going to be out there for a while, but, um, I, I think he's going to be someone to watch. He's got some good ideas. Yeah, I agree. Sounds good. Uh, all right, so we won't dwell on that since we sort of, you know, between the two of us, I think we covered that pretty well. So let's loop around to Bradley's number nine. My number nine is a Quiet Place. Um, this is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in what looks to be a very interesting horror thriller. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen the trailers for it yet. Um, essentially it seems as though being hunted by some sort of creatures that we don't get to find out about, but essentially they have to live their entire lives without making a sound. Um, and it becomes interesting. 
I highly recommend checking out the trailer. There's not a lot to go on at as of this point. John Krasinski is directing it. Um, cool. Oh, so okay. it does have that going for it. He managed, to, I mean, a fairly unheard of movie to get Emily Blunt along for the ride as well. You know, it's not it's probably not hard to get his wife to come along. Yeah, but <laughs> it, it, it's something that looks like it's going to be. Very, very interesting, and I don't want to say unique, I'm sure things have been done similar, but I'm interested to see where it goes, and it has me hooked already. I Just off of seeing a single trailer, looking up a little bit about it, yeah, it, it's fairly well got its hooks in me. Um, which, for a good-looking horror thriller movie, isn't hard to do to me. Uh, <laughs> mm, okay, yeah. So, that's about the extent I could say about it at this point. I, there's not that much that I know about it. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm more interested just to, not that I'm a horror guy to that I'd go watch or anything, but just the fact that Krasinski's directing, I think that'd be an interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's involved in a lot right now. I'm interested, like, all these years later now that, like, Office has been over for several years, um, like, that teaser that Amazon is it Amazon Amazon I think right that put out doing the Jack Ryan Jack Ryan the teaser for that I was like oh okay he might actually fit this role very well so I think he's kind of getting involved in a lot more now and Krasinski wasn't he in um 13 hours or what yep oh yeah that was yeah he was great in that movie yeah yep yeah from yeah all I can see about it that's um the only other thing I could say of note is that its main producer is Michael Bay. Bach. So, <laughs> yeah, looking it up and you see that, you're like, oh, okay. You get some explosions, <laughs> I'm telling you that. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else to add for that one? No? All right, my, so we'll move I'll, on. I'll, I'll just say my, my interest is peaked. What's it called again? A quiet place. A quiet place. You're right. Let me let me write this down. <laughs> April sixth. Yes. Yeah. So we'll have to check some trailers out after we're done yeah. recording. Definitely. Uh, all right. So we'll go on to Romano's number nine. Big surprise! I put a Spider-Man movie <laughs> on my list, <laughs> and it's not Venom. Oh, fuck Venom. Damn, damn, fuck on my list. So this is, is this <laughs> the, the Spider-Verse one? Yeah, the animated movie. Looks I, just that that little trailer that that was put out there, the the animation I think is really what got me because it looks like almost like part live action, part animated. Yeah, it looks photo real for a lot yeah, of Yeah, it stuff. does. It really does and I think that's really I mean, I mean, it's Spider-Man, so of course I'm going to go see it. So, I mean, that's that's no-brainer. Um that and the fact that I did see that they did tease a little bit of Peter Parker up in that action. And, uh, well, the Spider-Verse storyline, I think, in the comics was a real big hit, I think, for them yeah, a couple years ago. It was, and I, I don't know anything about it. I want to read it. I've never read it. so Yeah, they have a trade of, of, of <clears throat> yeah, I was, Spider-Verse. I was, yeah, you showed me that. And I, I should have got it, and I, I probably will at some point here. And that's, Yeah, I haven't read it either, and I've been really wanting that's, to. Yeah. That's been on my list. But it's usually... I guess it just kind of involves around, like, this was before all the multiverse, like, died off, I guess, in the Marvel <clears throat> Universe. So yeah. You still had the Ultimate Universe and all these other spin-off universes with different Spider-Men in them. 
Yeah. And there's something that happens that brings all of these spider characters together. Yeah. So that's I think that's where like Spider I mean, Gwen yeah. came from. Yeah, I mean it really focused on the time Miles, Miles Morales got into the regular universe. Well, I mean he was existing in the in the Ultimate Universe. He was in the Ultimate Universe. Before that. Now there is no Ultimate Universe and it's no, all same. smashed together. Right. Yeah, because the Spider Verse <clears throat> was the whole thing of when Peter Parker and Miles I think first met. That was how they all got together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean just the, I mean just just the the animation. And it was, I was like, wow, I was like, because at first when they first saw, I, I wasn't paying attention to it. I saw like, it was like a, might've been like a police car or something or a taxi or something like that. And I was like, that guy looks real. And then yeah. you see like a, a cartoon Miles Morales like hopping through the screen. I'm like, damn. Yeah. So I, I think just, just, just because of the animation and it's Spider-Man, of course, that I just want to see it. So I think this is actually the movie that uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller should be involved in now after they got kicked off of Han Solo. Okay. They well, were they had a treatment for this and then they left Sony to do the Han Solo film and then they left obviously got fired from Han Solo, so I think they fell back to maybe like finish that movie off. I think. Well, my biggest thing is I'm going to treat this as you know this is a Sony movie. I'm going to treat this as like the DC movies. All their <laughs> animated movies are better than the live yeah. action movies, so I'm, I'm I'm thinking that this is going to be better. Yeah, I mean, they could go... Animation gives them so much freedom, they could do whatever they want. I mean, I mean, you know me, my ooh shiny, that's, that's my <laughs> new shiny. <laughs> I'm curious to see how many... Like, if this is going to be the start of, like, a Spider-Verse trilogy... That'd be cool. Because if it's Edge of Spider-Verse, maybe this is leading up to, like, like a proper Spider-Verse movie for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of curious how many Spider characters they're going to put in this movie. Is, if it's just going to be Miles and Peter, or if they're going to go bigger than that. Yeah, I hope I get to see oh, Peter Porker. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all i got to say. I'm sure there's a chance. I'm with Peter pig. Porker. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that I that was, that was one was floating around the, the edge of my list. It didn't crack the top ten. I'm I'm probably gonna end up putting it as an honorable mention for me. But yeah, I I knew this movie was coming. I want to hate basically anything that Sony does Spider-Man wise, but that trailer did look pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it, it, did. it definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. Uh, anybody have anything to add for Spider Verse? Uh, I mean, it looked interesting to me. Uh, do you know when it is supposed to be out? Is it is it gonna be theatrical? Christmas. That is, yeah. yeah, that is a Christmas release, 2018. Yeah, it's it's late. Again, it's so so weird to me that they're putting out an animated movie in the middle of all of that, like two months after Venom. But oh yeah, hey, all right. Well, then it's like right before, probably what six months or whatever, or seven months before Homecoming two. Two it's sequel, yeah. Yep. See, that's what I mean. So we could be on Spider-Man Overload between the end of 2018 and the 2019. <laughs> that excites me. Mike has no problem with that. Yeah, <laughs> that excites me. Do you plan on seeing Venom, Mike, or are you saying screw that movie? I need to see a trailer first. Okay. I, I'm I'm not I'm not sold because I, I I can't believe what I'm seeing on, um, the internet right now. Yeah. Because they're showing like the first images, supposedly the first images of Tom Hardy as Venom, and he's basically dressed as Agent Venom. Which is not Tom Hardy, which is not Eddie Brock, right? So that'd be Flash Thompson. Uh-huh. So that's a big, big issue with me right off the bat. So I wanted. Is he, I, do we actually know? Is he cast as Eddie Brock? Yes. Or Flash? Uh, he is. Okay. Yes. 
Because I don't know, like, we know he's supposed to be Venom, but I didn't know if they gave him the character under the suit, like, what yeah. his actual character they're, name is. They're, su- they're supposed to be bl- um, basing this the story off of the very first time Venom had its own series. He was not, he was not a villain, he was actually more of an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I don't know, we'll see. I got I got I got to wait till it gets a little further. What do you think the chances are we get anti Venom as the villain? Well, I'm I'm hearing what I read is that they're supposed to be like the. I I just read this today too actually because I was I was just I was actually just looking around just to see if I could find anything about it to maybe put it on my list, but um, I guess it's supposed to be there's supposed to be five other, um, symbiote, uh, things and I heard Woody Harrelson just signed, so. I mean, they're putting some... St- Cletus. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's my thought. Uh, and uh, well, Carnage has been the yeah. rumored villain, I think, for a while. Yeah, I think it's going to lead into Carnage, to be honest with you, because the way they were talking, it was there was going to be, like, five lesser-known symbiotes, I guess, that are, like, five offspring of um, Venom, I guess, if you want to call it Is offspring. Is that a thing? Yeah. I can't remember huh. their names. All right. I mean, that's how anti-Venom came along. Yeah, but uh, there, there was, the there, yeah, there, there were, there were some other symbiote-based characters that I can't. I, I, they, they even said their names and they sounded familiar at the time. Now I can't remember them at all. <laughs> did, uh, did anyone else know that Michelle Williams, Jenny Slate, and Riz Ahmed from uh, Rogue One uh, are in this as well? No, I did I not. I think I heard Jenny Slate for some reason. That name, that name sounds familiar, being associated with that movie. Yeah. Huh. They are actually trying to make this legit, at least. Hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be good. <laughs> this is true, they, but but it sounds like they're trying. I mean, putting, yeah, the cast. Yeah, so far the cast. In. Yeah, the, so far the cast is. Uh, I mean, you got you got Tom Hardy and and um, Woody Harrelson. As long as that's yeah. as long as that's an actual, uh, if that's actually true, Woody Harrelson signed. That's, if that happens, yeah. I mean. Just, uh, I'm okay with that. Give me a little Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another sequel that's well overdue. Oh, absolutely. I thought they were making that a TV show. They were supposed to. That fell through. Then it was supposed to be another movie. Then it was supposed to be another sequel. Then, then if that fell through, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's supposed to be the if there is a sequel, it might not. It, you know, it might not have the original four characters. It's it's a whole. There's a whole bunch of mess going around about that. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do with that nah. movie. Yeah. That was nine years ago already. Oh, Jesus Christ. You think now by the time that. the sequel comes out, it might be past its prime? No. I think that movie only I think that movie it, only found more fans since its release. Yeah. Even I if they change say, up the whole if cast. If they have the original, that, that, that's the problem. If they have the original cast, everybody's right back on board yeah. for it. If they change the cast, it's going to be wait and see who the mm-hmm. cast is. Very, very true. And then l- let me decide yeah, if I'm on board. That, that's such an age difference. How how could I mean? You know, Ab- Abigail Breslin. She's like like a, a mature girl now. Like I mean, the, the how could yeah. you, you can't? Are you going to be able to have that time jump in the, in the zombie apocalypse? Sure, I, mean, I guess. Why I mean, not? Yeah, I mean, they made it that far. I mean, I to bring back Bill Murray too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that that is exactly what they. No, that's a genius idea. He comes back. They're, like he's still Bill Murray, he's himself. They don't even explain how or why he's dead. They kind of they they kind of mention it, but they don't worry about an explanation. They just go on with the scene. <laughs> Life model decoy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I want that movie so bad. All right, I digress. 
<laughs> uh, anything else for Spider-Verse? No. No? Okay. Uh, we'll move on to my number nine. My number nine was another late addition to my list. Again, I just happened to see a trailer today that I saw being passed around YouTube, and it looked interesting to me. Uh, and I don't really know anything about it other than the trailer, but it's called Alita Battle Angel. Has anybody heard about this? I've heard about it, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see the trailer. Directed by, it's uh, Robert Rodriguez directing. Yeah. Screenplay by James Cameron. Um, as far as Jennifer Connelly's in it, Christopher Waltz is in it, Mich- Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Jackie Earl Haley, Casper Van Dyne. Nice. Um, Ed Shriek. Why do I know Ed Shriek? What is he from? That name's uh, Ed. Ed Screen. He was. Screen. Um, uh. Deadpool, wasn't he in Deadpool? Francis. Deadpool, yeah. Um, Francis. Hands. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Okay. Francis. Oh, uh, Ma- oh, I'm gonna butcher his name. Yeah, Ma- I was gonna Maharsha get there too. Ali from um, Moonlight. He was in Luke Luke Cage and House of Cards. Moonlight. Cottonmouth. He was Cottonmouth. Yeah, yeah Cottonmouth. Yeah. He was in. Um, he was in. He's awesome. Free State of Jones too. Fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- uh, he just he just won an Oscar for something else. So I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah don't judge right. everybody by Free State of Jones. No, I no, I like him as an actor actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the trailer, at least from what I can gather, this Alita character must be like an android or a robot or something that they assemble, maybe of some importance because it seemed like people were after her. But she seems to be like computer animated. Like, very close to real life, but definitely CG, interacting with live-action actors and live-action world. Uh, so that in itself intrigues me, just to see how well they pull that kind of special effect off. Like, I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's Avatar level, or at least, like, when Avatar came out, you're like, oh shit, that looks really fucking good. That's the kind of sense I got from this. Like, I, it was hard for me to tell, just watching the trailer, if she was real or CG in certain scenes. And already you've got me hooked with that level of special effects. So I'm I again I don't really know anything about it. The trailer looked cool and it was cool enough for me to put it on my on my list at number 9. So I don't know if anybody else you get I can't remember cuz we all sort of talked at once, but did anybody else see or hear about this movie? I've heard about it. I didn't watch the trailer though. Okay. I watched the trailer. It, it it's interesting to me, but it didn't make my okay. list. It I it's something I'll watch when it gets to, you know, digital. Fair enough. It's something I'll go see when I'm using my movie pass and barely paying for that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, All right, so we'll loop back around to Josh. Josh is number eight. All right. um, This was uh, sort of like a late edition guilty pleasure series for Sarah and I um, on a whim. Well, the long story is, well, the, the entry is Maze Runner 3. All right. Okay. Um, I the Death Cure is that the name of it? The Death Cure, yeah. Yeah. So I've not read these books. Um, the first movie looked interesting enough as like a you know if I'm flipping through and it's on a movie channel somewhere someday maybe I'll sit down and watch it. And uh, it started that I tried to watch the movie on our plane ride home from our honeymoon. And, of course, I had, like, the only seat in our entire section that had a faulty uh, entertainment system. (laughs) So, I had, like, I got, like, a half an hour into it, and I was really digging it, and then the system died and would not work the rest of the plane. So, I had, like, an eight-hour flight back from London 
very, very bored. <laughs> um, but eventually we uh, put it back on. I was like, hey, this was you know really cool. We should give it a shot. We actually finished the whole movie. We really dug it. Uh, by that time, the second movie, Scor- Scorch Trials, I think, mm-hmm. um, was released. And uh, it was out on DVD already. So we picked that up and, and really liked it. And uh, I-, I think, from what I-, I understand, I guess there's like actually four or five books in the series. I don't know if they're planning on making all those movies or if it's just going to end in a trilogy. Um, but it was cool enough that I'm... Um, interested you know to see the next chapter slash possible conclusion yeah i wonder if they will get because like i feel like the young adult genre Mm -hmm. like when twilight got real popular and they started just pumping all that stuff out Mm -hmm. yeah i don't feel like you see a lot of those turned into movies anymore and the ones that are still out there aren't doing as well as they were so i don't know if they would get five movies out of that if they want to yeah i feel feel like when the hunger games ended it ended that genre yeah 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 exactly um, uh, I'd say the, the, the Maze Runner is young adult in the way that it's rooted in people who are like late teenagers. That's how old they're supposed to be. And there's definitely sort of like a, you know, what's going on slightly alternate dystopia reality to it. Just like Hunger Games, just like Divergent. Um, but where like, I enjoyed the divide Divergent books for the most part. But after the second movie, I bowed out. I was like, this is terrible. Those movies were awful. They really were. I didn't even watch the second one. I couldn't. Uh, I, I, I fucking Shaley Williams, bitch. She just needs to stop making movies because they're terrible. <laughs> She's it's a terrible like, some actor. Of her, yeah, some of like, the choices, like not, not the acting choices, just the project choices. Um, she just needs to find, at least like in, in terms of film, need, needs to find a good one. Again, because she's done some TV stuff like that. She was on that HBO show that was really big that got just got a bunch of nominations or something. But yeah, the the Divergent movies were really intolerable. Like I didn't even bother seeing the third one. Um, and I guess they I don't know if I forget if they made a fourth or whatever the frick they did. But uh, Ma- Maze Runner definitely held my interest much more. And and I I think a large part is in. It, it's due to the lead actor, um, uh, who was also just in uh, that American Assassin movie, Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. Uh, there, there's something about him that I definitely, I definitely dig. He, he's he's like from the first couple of minutes of Maze Runner, he's just one of those actors that just like grabs you, and you're like, I can't stop watching what this guy says and does. And, and and chooses and and what's going to happen to him? He uh, he 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 has a talent, and, I, and especially after American Assassin, I was really impressed with him. Um, so yeah, th- this, I think this is going to be one of the first that I'm going to hit next year. It's it comes out in late January. So yep, that's my number eight. Yeah, okay. that got pushed back a while because he was apparently, I guess, I think when he was filming a movie or something yeah. like that, he was in a car accident or something yeah. like that that he had to have like surgery and all kinds of shit. Cause I was missing yeah, last year for a while. This was the one that got delayed. Yeah, that they were making during it. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, he's kind of like that. Uh, the dude from Kingsman. Like I just kind of like want to just watch him act. You know, yes. just, he's like he's yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I could see him and the dude from Kingsman being like in the next like X Men movies or something like that. Like me and Brian Ooh. talked about that. We wanted him Ooh. to be Cyclops so bad. Yeah, in Darren the worst Edgerton, way. I really really wanted to be Cyclops. Yeah, he's got the jawline for it. Like you said, he's yes. got the jawline for it. Yes. <laughs> I. 
I okay. So before we started the show proper, we were on a tangent about. Oh, let's not get back on that goddamn tangent. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm the derailer has I'm, spoken. No derailing. This. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> referencing it to make a point. But we should do that at some point because I just got a really fun idea to talk about like fan casting and stuff for that going forward. So Yeah, if that deal happens, fan casting I think is a must for the X-Men franchise. That's going to be fun. All right, we'll put a pin in that for later. <laughs> uh all right, so we'll move on to Mike's number Mike Bradley's number 8. My number 8 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm. Um obviously love the first movie, Paul Rudd is hilarious as Ant-Man. I think he was even better in Civil War than he was in his own movie. Agreed. But um, that makes me just think he's growing into the character even more, and perhaps, you know, now that his giant man abilities have been shown to the world, that perhaps we're going to get even more of a taste of that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which to me says, awesome. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It seems like and... he like I feel like that ability to him is so taxing. I don't know how much we'll get that. I feel like Civil War could be a one and done for that, at least for a while. I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're more know, likely. I'm thinking we're more likely to see it in uh, Infinity War. Yeah, that's probably sure. true. I mean, we'll probably see I, it. I just think it's. Yeah, I I just think it's such a big part yeah, of the character that <clears> after <throat> so long, he was no longer Ant Man. He was Giant yeah. Man. So I don't, I don't see Ant Man and the Wasp turning into a third movie. I see that just turning them into a mainstay with the Avengers, taking their rightful place as it should be, since they were among the original five Avengers. Hank Pym. Um, except yeah, except <laughs> not these not these versions, right? Scott Lang was not, and Janet Van Dyne was not. Or Hope, sorry, Hope. Hope, yeah, it was no. Janet Van yeah, Dyne. Was Janet Hope. was, yeah. Yeah, you had me confused. I'm like, wait, Janet Van Dyne was, but that wasn't the character. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> my bad. No, no, they they weren't, but Ant-Man and the Wasp were. Right. And I feel like <clears throat> the Avengers themselves aren't whole without those two taking part all the yeah. time. Um, They add an interesting dynamic outside the group within the stories of the comics where you have this, you know, married couple that's also, or, you know, that's there within the group, and the rest of them are just kind of there, and they're kind of like the, I don't know, if you watch How I Met Your Mother, they're the Marshall and Lily <laughs> of the <laughs> Avengers. Um, they, they, they hold things together, and it feels like family because of them. And they, that's hopefully a big part of what they could draw in moving forward, should we happen to lose some of our main characters. Um, not to mention, especially as we had talked earlier, if the Fantastic Four come along, getting Reed Richards and Hank Pym in together and some of the stuff that they've done in the comics, that opens up a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to speculate on the whole Marvel Fox thing later. Well, Scott Lang, not Hank Pym. What am I? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could see those characters stepping up along with others after the uh, next couple Avengers movies, and we see how all the fallout from all of that. I definitely think you're going to see some other characters step up and and take those, you know, be a part of that Avengers team because I don't know how many are going to be around after all those movies are said and done. 
But yeah, those are mm-hmm. the, the they're definitely a logical pick, I think, for that. So we'll see how much they're featured going forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would. I think Paul Rudd's pretty well received by the fans <laughs> at this point. It's just how much of it can they take before it gets old. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, if it's Ant-Man and the Wasp with him and Evangeline Lily bouncing off each other, maybe that'll add a different dynamic and make it a little bit more fun that way. I really know, want to know, like, where this is going to fit in, in the MCU timeline. Because this comes out in the gap between Avengers 3 and 4. So what type of story are they going to tell there? Well, he's also not really built to be in the Avengers. He's like, he's not, I, I haven't seen anything with him in it. I mean, you have to assume he's there. Yeah, I think he shows up. He is he is billed at least minimally to appear in Infinity War, but you know, correct to to what extent, uh, how intricate will his part be? How how involved? It could be very limited. He could have been in every shot of that trailer. You don't know. He could just be real small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both could be. For all we know, he's riding War Machine's back. Yeah. He's just hanging out. You wore, you rode War Machine on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I debated putting this one in my list, too. It did not make my list, so I was going to throw this in for one of my honorable mentions, because I, I do really like Ant-Man, the first one. I think it's it's probably one of the underrated films in the MCU. I still have a fun time watching any time it's on. Uh, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm I'm anxious to see what they do in the sequel and where they take that, and see, see if it connects to Infinity War at all, or if it's just going to be like a... I don't know if they're just going to set it somewhere else, like before all the shit hits the fan with Infinity War, and you're gonna, they're going to tell their own single sort of Ant-Man story. I'm. This is another one where I really just want to see a trailer and see what they're trying to do with this one. If it's going to be another heist movie or some like what, what type of genre they're going to try to fit this one in, I don't. I have I have no idea. So I'm definitely a lot curious about this one. Yeah, my feelings on Ant-Man have been well documented here. <laughs> but I, I I will say again I I think that was a perfect opening Bradley that he I think he was spotlighted better in he was he was utilized better in just the right ways in Civil War as opposed to having his own franchise to roll with um but some of the other cast that got added to the second round like um Walton Goggins and freaking Lawrence Fishburne that I didn't realize <clears throat> um. I'm a I'm, I'm I'm cool with that and anything... Michelle Pfeiffer too right is a Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie yeah she, yeah she's Janet yeah. Van Dunn playing Janet right. yeah 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. anything that gets uh, anything that gets my my boy Desmulchin back on screen with his <laughs> awesome accent I'm I, I it, they'll they'll obviously get you know my ticket at least once I mean I want to go just for the Michael Pena scenes yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else to add for Ant-Man and the Wasp? Nothing? Alright, so we're going to go to Romano's number 8. That's actually my number 8 also. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Easy enough. Great Mike's yeah, thing <laughs> and Yeah, I mean, it's just that I love, love the first one. I, I still, it's, it's still up there, honestly, for me, in the easily top 10 um, of the Marvel movies. I don't know why. I think I just like because it's like, you know, more a little more comedic. And, and Michael Pena's character, I think, really just makes the movie, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> and that, and then, and then the whole he said, she said little storylines. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do that at least once. I'm just hoping they oh, don't yeah, overdo it. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
Like, I liked it enough. He did it, like, two or three times in the first one. If it goes upwards of, like, ten. Yeah. <laughs> every time they want to tell a story is like that, by the end of the movie, I might be like, okay, it's I've had my fill. Yeah. I could see them making a joke of that joke. And, like, him doing it, like, three times, and then him going to do it a fourth, and Paul Rudd just cutting him off, like, yeah, all right, we yeah. get it. Like, just what happened? What's the end? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be okay with that. I, I'd, I'd be fine with that. I just... They they know it was a hit the first time, and depending on how people look at that, sometimes they really, really overdo those things in the next one. Uh, Alright, so we'll go on to my number eight. My number eight, uh, mainly just because I'm curious, and I really want to see a trailer for this. I'm surprised we haven't got one already leading up to Last Jedi, but I'm going to put Solo, a Star Wars story, at my number eight. Number eight? Number eight. Number eight? Yes, I put a Star I'm, Wars I'm movie what? below my top number, five. Th- this is so low on on Brian's list because he's afraid of this movie. Wow. I am. And if I had I seen a trailer, it probably would have been higher. But because this is so like media blackout, I don't know what to expect from this. Wow. I, I think with Last Jedi, we're going to get a trailer. I think tomorrow we're getting a trailer. Yeah, I would think by now. Na- I would hope by now, but I don't know. Maybe they are waiting to the very, very last minute to show a trailer. Because we are six months away, and there's been nothing. So, like, I don't even think they've had a lot of production photos from this movie at all, either. I've seen, like, two. Yeah, so (laughs) either they're afraid of it, and they don't know how to market it or what to do with it. But, I mean, considering the bad taste this movie has in a lot of people's mouths after all the -the behind-the-scenes drama, you have to do something at this point to start reassuring people that this movie is going to be fine, and it's still going to be fun. Yeah, I, I, the production photos are one thing. I would assume the reason that they don't do trailers yet is because it's it, right. It is only six months after one of your, you know, episode entries, and and for the positive buzz that Last Jedi has been getting for months, you know, number one, they don't want to detract from something that is rating so high, trending so high. And you don't want to muddy the waters with something that has been a rocky road. Yeah, but this is where I feel like if they start to have confidence in this movie, this is where they show it. In front of the movie, everyone's going to go see. Yes. Give us yes. a trailer that starts look making this movie look good, and you're you're generating positive buzz just from that. Yes. Tomorrow. And we've talked before, mm-hmm. I don't think this trailer needs to be anything special. Like, if you just yeah. show me shots of, of Donald Glover dressed as Lando Calrissian... <laughs> Alden Enright in the Han Solo getup, shots of the Falcon, Chewbacca, show me some action scenes, and I, I would have put this in my top five had I got something just like that. Yeah, Not I'm, even story elements, just... I I, I think you'll get I, it this weekend, I really do, but I, I think from a business and marketing standpoint and PR, the reason they didn't do it already is because they don't want to take the attention away from episode eight. Get right. that one in theaters first. I agree with that. I think that's more the reason than them being ashamed of what they've produced. Because I honestly don't think that Disney would hesitate for a second to pull it back and tell them to redo it and move the date if they thought it wasn't good. I think it's more compared to what they've done the past three Star Wars movies. Like, Force Awakens trailers have been out more than a year, like a teaser trailer, more than a year before it's done. Uh, Same with Last Jedi. They put out a teaser trailer long time ago just to get buzz for that going 
and even Rogue One, I feel like, was a longer than six months ahead of time when they put out their first trailer. We haven't even got one trailer. Yeah, but all those movies were a year apart from each other. Right, but even still, I feel like... I, I And I can understand, not, not confusing marketing for Last Jedi with Solo. You don't want those out at the same time before Last Jedi comes out. But, I don't know, I still would have banked on a trailer being out by now for when this movie releases. So if it doesn't, if a trailer does not come out this weekend, I will be thoroughly disappointed. I'd be very surprised. I agree. Yes to both surprised and disappointed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I don't even know if this, I'm curious to see if this, this this movie shows up on anybody else's list or if it's just me. Cause I don't know if anybody else is really watching it with as much. Cause I feel like we've talked about it before and I don't feel like this is a star Wars movie. Most people are getting excited about. So I'm curious to see if this ends up on anybody else's list. Um, all right, so we'll loop back around to Josh for number seven. All right, Josh is number seven. Uh, I-, I wasn't expecting to put this on. I haven't even seen anything about it in terms of trailers or anything. I just like the general idea, and I love the freaking cast. I am going with Ocean's 8. This okay. is basically... Boil it down. This is the lady version of Ocean's Eleven. But um, the uh, the director is Gary Ross, uh, who did the first Hunger Games movie. Uh, oh, okay. He he was he was uh, a writer, and I'm going to see if he was a director. I knew he was at least a writer. Um, no, I'm sorry. He was just a writer on the movie Big. Tom Hanks back in the late '80s. Um, he was a writer on Pleasantville, which I thought was one of the most underrated movies of the nineties. Um, this is going to be a strike against me immediately. I know, but, uh, he is the screenplay writer and director of a free state of Jones. (laughs) I'm not saying and that was just a complete coincidence. I didn't realize it till I was going back through his resume right this instant. Um, but o- Ocean's Eight, um, the the cast includes Kate Blanchett, Olivia Munn. Again, um, I- I've been in for Olivia Munn for years. Ever since she's she terrible. Ever since she was ever since she was on the Daily Show for like six seconds. A couple years ago, like she has nerd credentials. I love her in the newsroom. Uh, she she can, is good in the newsroom. She yes. can play. She can play smart. She can play geek. She can. I. I, I don't know. I. I like her. Um, Sandra Bullock, Dakota Fanning, and Hathaway. Oh, Sarah Paulson. I've been. I've become a huge fan of the last couple years because of American Horror Story. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Mindy Kaling. Like it. It reads like an amazing cast, in my opinion, and. Yeah, while See, while they might just say like, okay, so it's oceans, it's oceans eleven, it's a heist movie with women. Yeah, but we haven't seen that before, and I think the the diversity of the styles that you have here, a lot of these women are excellent at drama, but their comedic chops are, I think, very undervalued. Mm-hmm. And when you put them together, I think it's just going to be a good time. That's all I'm looking for. I, I will say, I could care less if they make a, you know, it doesn't bother me when they do the female version of this or that or the mm-hmm. other. 
But as soon as Sandra Bullock's the top build person on, I'm out. <laughs> um, that they, they, that to me, Sandra Bullock's the star. You can count me out. Had they gone Julia Roberts and just said, okay, we're going to just play off of what it was with Ocean's Eleven and take her character and put her in charge of it, I'm in. But with Sandra Bullock leading it, I'm out. What, what is your beef it, with just, Sandra Bullock? What's your, what's your Bullock uh, beef? <laughs> Seriously, you can watch Sandra Bullock movies and not just groan the whole time. Miss Congeniality yes. is a modern <laughs> classic, sir. <laughs> mm. You're telling me you don't like okay. Speed because Sandra Bullock is in it? Well, no, I like Speed because Keanu Reeves is in it. I I ignore the Sandra Bullock part for Keanu. I, I I can deal with it in certain situations. I can deal with her, but when she is the lead, it's gonna just not work for me. Like, it just, I can't do it. I can't do I've it. I always had a soft spot for the net from the 90s. Yeah. And the, I, I, again, you might just as, as well counter with <laughs> Melissa McCartney, but I thought that The Heat was one of the funniest comedies I've seen in years. I hate Melissa McCarthy, but I did like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, Melissa Romano McCarthy is just the female version Bullock. of Chris Farley. That's all it is. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Every... No, I think, I think Melissa McCarthy is Female hilarious. version of Chris... Jack Black. Because it's the same fucking character every time. Mm. Chris Farley was funny. She's <laughs> not funny. If you say the female version of Jack Black, I it get is what a female. You're Jack, that's what I meant to say. I, I apologize. <laughs> so Melissa McCartney um, is not in Ocean's Eight. Uh, <laughs> so, so I don't. I, don't, I just I had don't to voice my opinion about Melissa McCarthy. I do every time <laughs> I'm on here. I don't know if that I, I means... was just voicing mine about Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I, I, you know, hey. So I don't. I don't know if that um, means that Romano is more likely to maybe entertain the idea of seeing Ocean's no, Eight because not. Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> not in it. And I don't know. I, and I guess. Bradley is saying he's much more disinclined to give it a chance because Sandra Bullock. I'll wait till it's on Redbox. If you take Sandra <laughs> Bullock enough. out and you put Melissa McCarthy in, I'm going to see. <laughs> but, but then I, I lose Romano altogether. <laughs> you lost you're, him with the Free State of Jones. <laughs> that, like, is... Yeah, we should just start playing Six Degrees of Free State of Jones at this point. <laughs> uh, I'll be there, Josh. I'll see it. Like I said, I'm I'm interested. I think it could be fun. <laughs> uh, fair days. enough. All right, so before we get, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I haven't anymore. even finished it yet. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on pause at like the one hour and two minute mark. That's like almost exactly where it's at. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just perpetually sitting in the DVD player somewhere. And the HBO had a free weekend, so I recorded it, and it, it, it's oh, okay. it's still it's still there. Because <laughs> I, I saw that and Glory were back to back. I recorded both of them. Glory is by far one of the best Civil War movies ever made, with Denzel, Matthew Broderick. I say it's the best. It's it's up there. No, the best, Gettysburg's still the best. But uh, Gettysburg didn't have heart. Glory has heart. Can you tell me when Joshua Chamberlain yells bayonets? You don't get goosebumps. Look, I could get it right now. <laughs> okay, back on track. Let's go. Because I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Romano wants to strain moving. Bradley, number seven. Uh, my number seven, Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, I am just looking for a rip roaring good time at the theater with that one. I'm not, you know, 
I've said it many times. It, it, to me, a Pacific Rim movie coming back out might sound kind of like a Transformers movie, but I anticipate this being way better than any yeah, Transformers yeah. movie that was ever made. <laughs> it's not Michael Bay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like the best Transformers uh, movie ever made right now. It, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. It, it, John Boyega leading this off. I'm on board. Definitely. It, it just looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Definitely. Um, the first one, you know... Once again, not a great movie, not a cinematic, you know, wonderkind of any kind, but it was fun as hell to watch, and I still watch yeah. it all the time. First one still has that, like, cult classic feel to it. That's like, mm-hmm. it's one of those movies, like that and Battleship. Like, I don't know, for some reason, I could just throw it on at any time and watch it. And even though, yes. I don't know if I agree with you with Battleship. Battleship, yes, I get it. Battleship is a Michael <laughs> Bay movie, but for some reason, I don't know why, I can watch Battleship. If it's on TV, I'll sit there and watch it. I don't know why. No fucking clue. <laughs> I hear you on that. And the, the the only thing with Battleship that... I mean, it's it's a monster and alien invasion yeah. movie, and I can always watch those kind of things. Like, it, it, Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll never watch Independence Day Resurgence again. That's never going to happen. I still watch it because everybody <laughs> but, bashed it, so I'm like, well, I ain't wasting time. <laughs> you should watch it just to sort of joke at it. That's just like Fantastic just Four. Still haven't watched the that The ridiculousness? Either. Yeah. Neither have I. But it, with the new one, with, with Uprising, I'm looking forward to... They got Charlie Day back. That's huge uh, to me because it, I can watch that guy do anything. Um, it's Always Sunny is one of my favorite shows. It's hilarious, largely because of him and Danny DeVito. It, it's watchable. And him coming back is going to be great. His scientist buddy. I don't know that guy, that actor's name. <laughs> I have no idea. But that guy's back as well. And then you have John Boyega. It, it, this just looks like it's going to be awesome. Um, I will be there in the theater for this one in IMAX, in 3D, because that's what this is made for. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh, do you know, is this movie Stephen Knight's first directorial de- debut? I am not familiar. I do not know. Because I know Knight's done a lot of TV shows. He was, I think, originally the showrunner for Daredevil on Netflix. Uh, along with Goddard, or maybe okay, maybe he took over for Goddard. I don't, maybe. I don't remember. He was involved with Daredevil, I know, for a little while, and I don't remember. Okay. He isn't now, obviously, because I think he took the movie gig. Right, right. But I know he's done a lot of TV work and stuff like that, so I, I feel like this is his first movie. Um. Yes. Okay. He uh, previously had some. Angel, Smallville, Dollhouse, and one Joss episode Whedon, of uh, of Daredevil in the first season. Okay, and then he, yeah, he also did listed a, as producer on Daredevil was, as well. He also did a lot of Spartacus. Okay, that's okay. Uh, oh, writer, yep, yep. Oh yeah, he did that like whole series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how he does with a big budget blockbuster as like his first movie. Well, you I'm know, sure people could live and die sometimes by that. So, yeah, see. I, I mean, I'm sure that this movie cost a pretty penny. So somebody yeah. had to have hopefully a good amount of confidence in what he was pitching and what he was bringing. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if like since Del Toro did the first one, if he sort of would have had to sign off on the second one or if it's just the studio picking somebody they like. I don't know how much Del Toro would have been involved in this. Right, because I know he, he was pulling real hard for a sequel. 
and it didn't look like it was going to get made, and now they're they're moving forward with it. So I don't know how much say he had in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm really interested to see where this story goes, because I, I, I guess I don't know. Since they sort of wrapped it up, it seemed like in the first one, I want to see how they decide to keep this going. Yeah, and if they turn this into a franchise or what they want to try to do, but either way, that that first one had so many f- cool fucking action sequences with it that I just want to see what they do with giant fucking robots and monsters. Yep. <laughs> That's what they should probably put on the poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> giant by fucking Brian robots and monsters. That's all it can be. Come see Pacific <laughs> Rim. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this one didn't make my my list, but I was gonna throw it in for an honorable mention for me. Same. Uh, made my list. around to Romano's number seven. Equalizer two, bitches. Oh. That's just like the Denzel Washington. That's the Denzel Washington version of John Wick, which is just awesome. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love or, that first movie. I, that, or is John Wick a Keanu Reeves version of Equalizer? Vice versa. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. I fucking love him, and I okay. I love that first movie. That's another one of those movies I could I could just watch it anytime. Just throw it in and just watch it. So, and I just love seeing Denzel kick some ass, and that's all I want to see again. This is quite a long time between sequels, between before a Not sequel really. for this, isn't it? I mean, Equalizer like a was years. A couple years, four years. That's four, it. Four, maybe five. Yeah, it was, it was 2014, 2015, something like that. I think. Really, it's, it's that yeah, feels longer ago. Yeah, I think Denzel did a string of stuff that just seemed like Denzel Washington with a gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was okay. that Liam Neeson syndrome. Twenty four. Yeah. yeah, right. Um. So kind of like that, like 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 seven of Bruce Willis's movies just kind of meld together in my mind. Some of them even ended up being like straight to video because they just ended up basically being the same thing. That guy with a gun on the screen. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's like why you thought it was earlier that maybe there was. Oh, you, do you remember that one? Wasn't the one he did with Mark Wahlberg just like flat out called two guns? Yeah, yeah. So that was maybe the that, year, was that was the year before. Years. Yeah, okay, so maybe that's... Thinking of things like that, maybe it just seems further away. Yeah, it's 2013 and 2014. But I don't know, I'm a huge... I'm, I'm just a big Denzel fan. I fucking... I love every... Not every movie that he's done, but, like, I I, I just think he's a great actor. And, oh, yeah, he always and, brings and, the, the good. The first one... I think it was because the first one surprised me so much that I was like, damn, that was a great movie. And then the whole, you know, fight scene in the in the, in the, the Lowe's store or whatever, the, the big box, you know... Home Improvement Store. I never look at those stores ever the same way again. Like I'm walking around, they're like, "How can I kill somebody with this?" I mean, how would Den- what would Denzel do? I need to get a what wristband made like that. Get you a shirt like that. How would Denzel kill you? What would Denzel do? But yeah, that's my number seven. Well, if cool, cool. Ne- if next year we do a uh, Bry guy like Secret Santa or something. <laughs> I know what Romano's getting. You give me a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> I think you right, took that, that to the extreme. That comment was straight out of Multiplicity, where the, where the stupid copy of Michael Keaton <laughs> is like, oh, I'm going to get you a present, buddy. And he says, a chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a deep cut. I like that movie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll move on to my number seven. Uh, my number seven is Black Panther. 
sucked. Um, it's it's hard not to love what the MCU is doing. Um, this one's probably, you know, had I not seen a trailer, I don't know how high it would have been on my list. Uh, but the the trailers are really getting me excited. And since it seems like even after the Infinity War trailer, this might actually be a very good lead into Infinity War. I'm even more excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I, and I really just want to see Wakanda. Like, we haven't seen Wakanda mm-hmm. on screen yet, so I want to see what that city looks like. I agree. Yeah. Um, playing off of what he said about Denzel, I, you know, before any of this was all announced, <laughs> I was actually really hoping they did an older Black Panther and had it be Denzel as the Black Panther. I was hoping for that originally. When it wasn't going to be that, <laughs> I was hoping he was going to be T'Chaka. Um, didn't turn out that way. That'd be cool. But... He's too expensive for that. Well, they could have had him play a bigger role rather than have him, you know, killed in Civil War. That would have, you know, could have had a different role. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, um, giving this character proper treatment. Um, It looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, I kind of expect this to show up on other people's lists. Yeah, it's it's on my list. Okay. I'm I'm chock full of Marvel stuff. (laughs) But so we should have we should have tallied what how many Marvel and comic book movies and all that stuff everybody has on their <laughs> oh, lists. Hold on. So so I'm gonna be the black sheep, and this is not on my ten. <laughs> black oh. sheep. Uh, I I would say yeah. I I would say though it, it absolutely would be like my ten point one. Like it was it was that close. And I think I started. That's what I started doing. Is I put I started I was putting my list together, and I'm like, okay, like eight of my ten movies cannot just be comic book stuff. <laughs> and like what else out there is interesting what looks different and i know i'm gonna enjoy the hell out of black panther like it's gonna be amazing and honestly i'm hoping that in the way that wonder woman was the gateway into all of this stuff with the shared universes and geeky pop culture for like the the, the female contingent out there i hope like it is 100 percent like bring bring in that minority crowd more than anything. Like if this is what like black people come to celebrate is someone like them up on the screen doing everything that I'm like the I, I rewatched Civil War like two weeks ago. Haven't seen it in over a year. Shame on you. Chadwick Bozeman kicks the crap out of all of them. Everyone. And he takes no prisoners in mm-hmm. that movie. He he doesn't, and it was such a good introduction because it wasn't just like shoehorning him in. Like he goes toe to toe with Cap, with Iron Man, with Winter Soldier. Like th- there's no there's no reason not to celebrate this and not to. And look, I obviously you have War Machine, you have Don Cheadle, you have uh, the character of Sam Wilson and the Falcon. They're second string. Yeah. Black Panther Black Panther is on the starting line. And I, th- this this movie like culturally for what it looks like with the design, the 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 settings, the costumes, all of it, like it it just looks incredible. Yeah, plus this is uh Ryan Coogler I think was the director. And yep. He's coming off a of Creed. Oh yeah. Like so like Creed. He this is a definite step up for him as far as budget. <laughs> On a movie, so we'll see what he does with a big budget. I think he'll be fine. He seems like a guy who knows how to make a good movie. It doesn't doesn't matter if it's twenty bucks or two hundred million. Yeah, I mean, if anything, this gets me more excited just from watching Creed. Just see mm-hmm. what he does with this movie. So, 
Yeah, this should this should be pretty good. And uh, Michonne is in it. Mm-hmm. She gets to kick some ass. She gets to kick some ass. Uh, I'm very yeah. interested to see her in a different role. Yeah. This will be the first time I've watched her in a significant role that isn't Michonne. <laughs> so. It's going to be kind of like Michonne, though, because she's going to be like a badass. <laughs> so. Just different weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if she uses a sword, it's it's going to blur the lines. <laughs> she's fighting as zombies, and it's just going to fuck it up. <laughs> Mike's going to start having flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> She's bald in this, uh, so that should help. <laughs> yeah, that should help. The dreads to bald, that's a big difference. Uh, Alright, so let's loop back around to Josh. Josh is number six. Um, I, I, I try to always represent the thriller slash horror community. And, um, I mean, to some degree, Bradley already kind of beat me to it with A Quiet Place, but... Uh, October next year, we get Jamie Lee Curtis back in a Halloween movie. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding me? Just <laughs> let it die. So, <laughs> here, here's what I have heard about how they're approaching this. Now, number one, Danny McBride is one of the co-writers. Yeah. And that almost might seem out of left field as well. But he's also one of those guys who's been involved, again, in like every everything across the spectrum science fiction obviously comedy drama it was fantastic and alien covenant you didn't see that coming right and i actually really like i thought he was one of the best parts of that movie um and i i think he's one of those people that just ends up surprising you so the fact that he's getting handed the script for uh screenwriting for halloween like i'm i'm curious at the very least about that um they're basically, from what I hear, they're basically ignoring every Halloween movie in continuity after number two, which is a real shame, in my opinion, only because I thought Halloween H2O was actually really good. Take away Resurrection, ignore the ones in between, but I thought I thought H2O was amazing, and she's in it. She plays a central role. She's the main character again. But you're, you're giving me Jamie Lee Curtis in an awesome like scream queen role again where she's the badass i i'm absolutely there isn't she like 80 <laughs> she is not but however old she is i would do she would still be on my celebrity pass list so take that for what you will it's from true lies isn't it all right, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll you. give you that. There. No, really, I'm saying it's because really of watching True Lies that that's the reason she's there. <laughs> well, also anything she was in in the '80s. I'm like blanking on what she was on in in the '80s. Uh, Halloween, tra- Trading Places. <laughs> okay, that's uh, what was it called? That sick sitcom she was on with uh, Richard Lewis. I really liked that. Spent off a syndication for a long time. I used to watch it when I was a kid. <laughs> so it started young with you. Uh, I mean, I've I've just always been a general fan. I liked her as an actress, anyway, and put put her put her back in the iconic role that she defined. She created. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see Laurie Strode coming back. I just don't know that it's necessary. If the if this legitimately is 
at least for like the next 25 years, if this is the last Halloween that's ever made, I'm I'm fine with it. And they gonna that's they go balls right. to the wall, but they they make a great story. And I I don't think she'll phone it in at all. I, I think it no, yes, no, no, it, no. it could falter easily could falter, but it could also be really freaking good. It's also important that they got the series away from Rob Zombie. This is um, true. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, all right. Anything else for Halloween? Nothing? Alright, so we'll go to Bradley's number six. Uh, I know this is a lot higher on at least yours and Josh's list, but my number six is Ready Player One. Oh, um, yes it is. The reason... I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume the reason it's only number six on my list is I still haven't read the book. Um, you guys have hyped it up to me quite a bit. And okay. the trailer that just came out... Yeah, it, it looks fucking awesome. I am... Instantly on board with this full trailer and want everything to do with this movie. <laughs> um, in a in a lighter field, this may have pushed ahead, even though I don't have as much information on it as you guys do. Yeah, I'd um, be curious if you if you revamp your list after reading the book. Well, that uh, do you think he should? I mean, it's it's close. Do you think he should? If this is the only impression he has so far, should he squeeze in reading the book first? Because Unfortunately, it it always happens, always, that people who are big fans of books are always disappointed by movies. Even if they like the movies, they always say it falls short of of what's in their head. So I'd say just go in cold, read the book afterward. That's true. Mm -hmm. That might be the safer play. Yeah. That sounds fair. And then, yeah, see how Um, it stacks up after the fact and not let that soil your impressions of watching the movie. Yeah, I did that with like the Da Vinci Code and stuff like that. Mike Romano, you didn't read Ready Player One, no, have you? Huh. Okay. Just curious yeah, where everybody's baseline is on that movie. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't know. The trailer is just a, a quick hook for anybody that was into any kind of geek and nerd culture in the '90s, in the mm-hmm. '80s, in the early 2000s. It's all there. Like it's. Yeah. There's a hook there for just about anybody. I mean, the guy's going to be driving around DeLorean throughout this movie. Like, it, 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 chase scenes with a DeLorean. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, so. I think I made it part of the, the Facebook post whenever I put it up. But even, there's like the, the race that you see in the trailer. There's like a starting grid shot. And I had to like just pause it and see what I could find. There's the A-Team van in there. <laughs> Speed Racers Mach 5 is there. The 60s Batmobile is there. The DeLorean, Bigfoot. I am pretty <laughs> sure that I saw um, Knight Rider as well. Okay, I missed that one. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't post it on the Facebook page because I already made two posts about things I thought I missed. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I could see that uh, being in there. That fits the, the nostalgic aesthetic they're going for. Yeah. Uh, Brian, did uh, I, I didn't watch this new trailer. Does it seem to address actual plot information? They much, get, the, much yeah, more they than give the first you the... One? Yeah, they give you the overall story of what they're trying to do and oh, okay. uh, you know, going after the keys and what they inherit should yeah. they win and gotcha. that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the idea of like, oh, there's this video game world that we built. There's a golden Easter egg to yep. go and find. <laughs> go find it. That's just Yeah. It, that alone tells me I need to read this book at some point because it's just great idea and irony. Yeah. Um 
you'll, you'll, you'll like very it. much enjoy it. I don't think any of us are going to be disappointed by this. Yeah, I think anyone that's into nerd culture, just all the callbacks and references they put in that book and what they pull from to use, which, granted, maybe that's sort of what Josh is getting at. There's no way in hell they're going to get all those references from the book in the movie. No. Nah. So if you have your heart set on the way something plays out in the book for that specific reference and it, they do it differently or not included in the movie, I could see that getting someone very disappointed. So, yeah, read, yeah. so I'm, I'm with Josh now. I think read the book after watching the movie. Okay. And see how Fair that enough. stacks up. Um, I will say it did make my list. It's that's going to be higher on my list. I, I I presume so. You said you've sounded excited about this one for quite some time. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where that falls later. Uh, on to Romano's number six. Oh, we've waited fifteen long years for this one, the greatest Fantastic Four movie ever made, <laughs> The Incredibles two. Yes, sir. I mean, there's nothing to yeah, say. Yeah, that, is, that just, is on my list, too. I mean, it's just, it's The Incredibles. I mean, it, it really is the greatest Fantastic Four movie that they've made so far. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I love that first I, one, so. I I mean, I, people have made that comparison for years. I honestly, sincerely think it is, it's just one of the best superhero movies of, of any medium Absolutely. ever made. Absolutely. It was just yeah. so damn well done. Yep. I just and hopefully they've waited this long to do the sequel because they want to get that sort of feeling back for another movie yeah. and not just cash grab it. Yeah. I mean, Brad Bird is in charge of it again, and I think if they wanted, if they wanted to jump on a sequel, they did not need to wait 14 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the the movie was popular, like from the get go, and the audience only built for it over over years. I mean, he went off and did other projects in the interim and and whatnot, and. and you know, they were working on, like, let's make sure we actually have a good story, not rush into something stupid. Yeah. This is not going to disappoint at all. No. Yeah, I, I do have high hopes for this one. So, yeah, spoiler, it's on my list a little bit higher. <laughs> so, we'll get there. Uh, anybody else want to talk about Incredibles, or we'll loop back around to Josh? Uh, well, we can, yet again... Just slingshot around because that is my number five. <laughs> it's. I think it's going to be. Oh, did we get your number five, Brian? Or your oh, that's six? right. Sorry. Yeah, you we skipped did skip yourself. Me. I know. I'm too busy trying to <laughs> fill in everybody else's list. I'm not looking at my list. Uh, all right. Sorry. So my number six. My number six is another uh, Disney animated movie, Wreck It Ralph two. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. I have that on my calendar, but it didn't. Didn't make my list. I, I thought it might be on yours. I didn't know how high, though. Yeah, I mean, I love Wreck-It Ralph for what it is. Like, just all the... <laughs> same way with, like, Ready Player One sticks on all those video game references yeah. and stuff like that. And it, it brought back such, like... Anybody that has played games in, arc in an arcade before mm -hmm. and has brought up with some of that culture, like, that movie captures that so well. And... Yeah, I thought the characters were great. Like, Ralph itself, like, the cat, even just the cast, like, the voice cast they got for those characters, I think, are fucking pitch perfect. <clears throat> and the, what, the next one's called, like, Ralph Breaks the Internet, so I definitely want to see Ralph break the internet and what the hell happens <laughs> there. That just sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it for me, it's an honorable mention. Um, I've been looking forward to that since I've seen it, but it's just, once again, I feel like it's just such a flooded year this year with great movies to see at the theater that things like that get pushed around but yeah the the first one was just a hell of a lot of fun um, yeah and i can't see the second one being anything different 
And I've heard, like, they screened some of this movie at D23 over the summer. Um, Already, Two wow. things I feel... Yeah, I think... Well, it's sort of like a teaser trailer, I guess, for that. And they, okay. there was, like, quick little clips of stuff. And I think the two things that came out of it is just, like, what Disney owns and they can put in that movie. So I think there's, <laughs> like, some Star Wars characters and references that show up. Because when Ralph hits the internet, everything is available on the internet. It's not just video game characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, there's yeah. apparently a scene with all kinds of Disney princesses that are reunited on screen together that is fucking stole the show for that <laughs> clip. So I'm anxious to see what that is. So they, the footage wasn't ever made available? It was just, like, write-ups about what people saw? <clears throat> yeah, anything they showed at D23 was not out there for public consumption, mm. specific for the people at the event. And whatever reason, D- D23 locks that shit down. <laughs> there was no leaks out of that convention. Now you go to Comic-Con a week later and everything was leaking out of there, but D23 is on lockdown. That's another, <clears throat> I don't want to say reason to be worried, but if that Fox deal goes through, all that stuff ain't going to be leaking out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see all that so how yeah. that shit goes. Um, when is, when is uh, Ralph supposed to be out? That is a good question. I didn't look at the release date. <laughs> I think I obviously saw it in a month somewhere and didn't look to see, didn't write down uh, when it's supposed to release. Uh, internet is telling me March 9th. There you go. So actually, now I'm really surprised there's no trailer for that already. Holy crap. Could be another one on Star Wars. That is really soon, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that's for a Disney property, not three, you know, three, four months away, not in front of this one. Yeah, okay. Or no, maybe, I don't know, maybe I did see a trailer for that. And I don't remember if it was just a real quick teaser. Now I'm going to have to look for that shit later. I don't think, like, I definitely haven't seen a trailer for as far as, like, plot points or anything like that. If anything, mm-hmm. it was just a really, really quick thing. So, yeah, now I'm anxious to see some footage. I feel like we should be getting <clears throat> something for that soon. Um, all right, so we covered my number six. Went back to Josh for number five. He said Incredibles 2. Yep. So we are on to Bradley's number five. Black Panther. All right. Anything we want to add for that, even though we already covered it? I've got nothing more than we've said. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'll bring us back to Romano for number five. Black Panther. <laughs> wow. Well, that makes it easy. All right, so we're looping around to back to me already. Uh, My number five, and I had to make a quick amend to my list because for some reason I missed this when I was originally looking at movies coming out next year and just caught it when we were doing the show. Uh, Mission Impossible 6, for me, is number five. Mm. Oh. I want to see Henry Cavill's fucking mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's on my honorable mention list. This is a franchise that, considering it's on number six... And the last two, I thought, were fucking spectacular. Mm. Even even the last three, yeah. I really, really enjoy. I'm, a, I'm an apologist and really like Mission Impossible 3. I don't think it seems to be high on a lot of people's list, but I really like that one. The only one I didn't like was 2. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember loving 2 when it came out, and now it's the one that I walk like go back to and watch, and I'm like, no, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one I can't go back and watch. All the rest of them I thought were excellent. Um, yeah, because even one is a very, very good spy thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's less action-y as, as to what some of the ones are and these crazy stunts and stuff like that. But, yeah, just 
everything about five I thought was awesome. Everything about Ghost Protocol I thought was awesome. So they and they do seem like they're upping the stakes, even still into number six. And it hasn't hit that Fast and the Furious style of like over the topness yet. Stupidity. So yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so I'm still on board with this so far. I agree. Yeah, for me it was like I think I scratched out. The, that and put Pacific Rim on my list. Okay, I think that was like the, the, the swap. It was like which one's actually going to be on the list. And I did the opposite. For me, I took Pacific Rim <laughs> off my top ten to put it on honorable mentions and put Mission Impossible Six in. <laughs> well, it, it yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And that's another one that I think that's July. So I'd like to see a trailer for that and see what they what the because I don't know. I, there's nothing as far as plot details what this is supposed to do. I didn't even look. Is Jeremy Renner coming back again? I, I don't think he's listed, but they're bringing uh, Rebecca Ferguson back from Rogue Nation. Okay. Mm. So I want to see what they do, because she was fantastic in Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Renner, I feel like, has maybe come to grips that he is not going to lead this franchise, so maybe they decided <laughs> they don't need him anymore if Tom Cruise is not going to surrender it. Yeah, if Tom Cruise isn't going away, there's no need for Jeremy Renner to be there to take over. Like, he had more to do in Ghost Protocol, but he he got shafted hard in Rogue Nation and didn't really have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So, if they're going to put him in six, I want him to have something substantial to do. If yeah. he's just going to be standing around like he was in five, then it's it's all right if he's not there. It's going to be Simon Pegg for Yeah, two movies, and then he's going to have a big role, and then he's going to go away again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's my number five. So, we're going back to Josh's number four. Coming in at number four is Ready Player One. Alrighty. Cannot wait for March 30th to get here. Yeah, that I honestly kind of forgot about that movie that was coming out that soon. Mm-hmm. Like, I kept thinking it's like mid-summer somewhere. So the fact that it's only three or four months away, like, that that's exciting to me. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about it months ago when we were, I don't know, first trailer was out or something, but... I, I think they found a nice sweet spot. Um, yeah. Cause wasn't, this was the one, I think it was originally this, this was one of those movies that moved. Yeah. It was supposed it, to be December. It was supposed to be right now. And when they and, moved yeah. to episode eight, they moved to March. But you know, again, like the, the idea that I, I think the idea of the summer blockbuster is now extinct because summer blockbusters now happen all year round. Oh yeah. So you just well, you, plus you got to look at what else is coming out in the next year and just find a sweet spot that nobody's occupied yet. I mean, even some of these movies we just talked about, like uh, Wreck It Ralph, is supposed to be in March, and that's the same month as Ready Player One. So March might even start turning into a heavier month. Good for movie releases. Yeah. I mean, uh, what was last year? Uh, Kong was well this year. I should say Kong was this year. Beauty and the Beast was this year in March. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. they're finding, like I said, they're just kind of finding niches that haven't been spoken for yet and taking them over. And February's been coming up, too. That's had a couple. Like, between Deadpool and I think the first Kingsman was February. Mm-hmm. So, I again, we've talked about it before. If you make a good movie, it doesn't matter when it releases. People will see it. Um, yep. All right, so we'll go over to Bradley. Your number four. My number four is Solo. Okay. Pretty high. Are you? Do you have more confidence in that movie than I do? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I must. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a Han Solo movie. Um, I would rather be let down by it 
then go into it. Like, this one I'm going to... Like, I went into Justice League with low hopes, and I came out feeling fairly good about it. Because I went in thinking it was going to be awful. I'd rather go into a Star Wars movie thinking it's going to be good. Like, I trust them with the series. I trust them with the series at this point. They've done two. Last Jedi looks amazing from what we've seen so far. We're going to find out tomorrow for sure. I, You know, like, don't get me wrong. If I come out tomorrow from seeing Last Jedi and it's absolutely awful... Solo drops on my list significantly. <laughs> You're gonna send like, Brian you know. and edit like, "Hey, before you post this episode, we need to make some re- revisions." <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the difference is there's been no like behind the scenes drama for episode eight when there was all kinds of shit going on for Solo. I, I understand that. I just I don't think the behind the scenes drama is gonna put me off of thinking this could be good. Okay. The cast still looks good. It's still Star Wars. It's still a Han Solo story. I'm willing to give this guy a shot to entertain me as Han Solo and be happy about it. Okay. Fair enough. I can't. I can't disagree with you. Um, all right. So we'll go over to Romano number four. Pacific Rim. Okay, it's oh, pretty wow. high for you. Uh, I, I love that first movie. So, why not love this one? <laughs> well, because well, that was expectations. A, well, that was another one that like flew in under the radar, and everyone saw it in the theater, and never even heard of it until like one day I was just like, well, I was, I, we had like, probably like a free weekend on HBO or something again, and I saw it yeah. on, and I was like, oh, okay, I remember seeing like a, a, you know, something about this movie. I was like, I'll record it, and I ended up watching. Them. Oh, I love this movie, so I go buy the Blu-ray. So, <laughs> well, what? you know, it is what it is. I don't know. It's just because it's it's big giant robots, and that's like the mm-hmm. closest thing I can get to like Voltron right now. <laughs> and like well, I mean, the Transformer still, stuff. I was gonna say you're you're a pretty big Transformers fan, and yeah. we know those movies haven't really held up there. No, end, so, so that's why I think I just need big big mechanical things. That and I, I was always been a fan <laughs> of like Gundam, so that's like the closest thing I can get to that. So I mm-hmm. think that's why it's like really high on my list. Nice. Okay. Plus, Finn's in it. Yeah, Finn's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like Finn. Yeah, he, I think he's gonna be a good addition to that cast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we'll go on to my number four, my number four, Deadpool 2. Now I'm really curious about your top three. Higher, higher on my list. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, two of the top three, I think should be obvious. Maybe the third, we'll see if if anybody can guess it, but yeah, I've, I've made no secret about my top two. So it's just that it's, it's nothing against Deadpool 2. I am really looking forward to it. It's just that, in my opinion, I'm looking forward to the other three more than Deadpool 2. I I mean, I can talk more about Deadpool 2. Um, I can give you a... Yeah, I'll give you an example of how well they're marketing this movie and fucking with people at the same time. <laughs> Bob Ross. So, That's all you got to say. It's Bob Ross. Oh, well, Bob Ross, but if uh, from foxmovies.com, the storyline synopsis they hand out to Movie Insider, to IMDb, to all that. I will read it to you now and show you how much they're fucking with people. <laughs> so it says, after surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured <laughs> cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fill his dream of becoming Mayberry's hottest bartender while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. 
Searching to regain his spice for life, as well as a flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as he journeys around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavor, finding a new taste for adventure and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. <laughs> this is what they right. actually sent out to people from this movie. I want um, all of that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, if it's true, it's not as funny that they sent it out to people. There's no way that that's actually true, so it's going to be fucking hilarious that they, they just sent this shit out to people just to be like, here, have something funny. Um, oh, that is awesome. Th- that, to me, is just fantastic and all the more reason why this movie's even higher on my list than yours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have nothing against the marketing. The marketing for this movie is is fantastic, just like it was for the first one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're doing more with this one just because they can, because they have the budget for it, but... Yeah. They opened up the purse strings after it destroyed its budget in the last one. <laughs> yeah, a little... You know, I, I it feels like... Deadpool, it, 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 it's going to sound stupid, but like, it, the Deadpool experiment, if you'll call it that, it's like a taught Hollywood, guess what, you can have fun while you're being creative again. Mm-hmm. Except you, you know that's not the lessons that Hollywood took from that movie. No, Hollywood took more Deadpool, more money. <laughs> charge, I'm, charge. <laughs> I'm sure they did, but if, who again, I, and you know, we said this from the get-go when they were starting to put out news about the sequel and it kept going and blah 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 that if the, if if the people in charge get out of the way and if they're the ones that don't learn the wrong lessons then it's going to be fine and hopefully more people and more decision makers and more artists you know follow suit and the idea that not everything in the world in the, you know in the world of superhero make believe especially have fun with it. Why not? It's all it's all made up bullcrap for fun. And it's amazing at the same time, and that's okay. Yep. Even still, like, while you're having fun, stick to the characters. Like, what yeah. the character is supposed to be. That's where I was going to go with it, is they learn that we love Deadpool. We love this character from the comics. Put that character on the movie screen, and people will love it. Doesn't matter if it's rated R. Kids don't have to see it. You know how many people who been on this character for how long and you know how many people actually took their kids even though it was rated r well very how many regretted that (laughs) but but you know how many people went and saw it two and three times you don't get an r-rated movie to 800 million worldwide oh yeah without even i I saw it three times in the theater i twice in 24 hours when it first released midnight (laughs) release and later the next day (laughs) Yeah, word of mouth definitely got around for that movie. Mm-hmm. So this, I, this one has some high expectations, too, just from all the people that saw the first one that are probably really, really looking forward to the second mm-hmm. one. And I guess we'll have to see what this Fox Marvel or Fox Disney deal means for Deadpool going forward. I'm sure it's not going to affect this one, but that'll be a discussion for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, coming back around to Josh number three. Number three is Deadpool. Now, see, that's not too much higher than me. Uh, no, I so my I guess my comment when you announced yours was not critical. I was I was surprised because I 
can't really think, other than maybe one obvious strong one, I can't think what else is in your top three. Okay. So oh, I that... know it's top three. Oh, it's Ready Player <laughs> One and The Incredibles. And Avengers. It's easy. <laughs> there you go. Romano knows me. <laughs> Done. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, we, we just spoiled the ending. It's Avengers, All right, good night, Ready Player One, Incredibles. <laughs> That's one, two, three. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, Mike I'm nailed in, it. it. It was easily in my top three. There was never going to be, you know, it was never not going to be top three. Even even Ready Player One wasn't going to break it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I am sad that they moved it to a summer movie. I thought it worked. You know, just talking about those February and March movies, I thought it worked. 100% perfectly as a February movie, but we'll have to wait a couple of more months. Yeah. I think they I, should just stick to that Valentine's Day release for Deadpool from now mm-hmm. on. I think yeah. that's the way to go. Just give us one every Valentine's. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Alright, Bradley, number three. My number three is Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, Josh summed that up pretty well. Yay. Um, <laughs> it, it can't say enough about how good the first one was. It's Harry Potter. It's more wizards, more magic, more everything. We're getting Dumbledore at a young age in this movie. That's spoiler, Josh, if you didn't. You, um, I'm sure you've heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know um, that. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So we're getting everything coming in this movie. I'm interested to see, because as far as I could tell, Ezra Miller was still cast. Yep. So what's going to become of Ezra Miller's character uh, in this one, Credence? I I don't know where they're going. And I actually love this, because it's not Harry Potter, where I've read all of the books three ahead of the movies. Exactly. And I know everything that's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen with these, and I love it. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, they didn't disappoint the first time, so I don't think they're going to disappoint this time either. Yeah. The, uh, only thing that, the only thing that makes me sad is, like, at least for the first three, they pretty much set the release dates all in November. So it's going to be all the way in, like, the last part of the year. Like, it's 11 months away still. Well, actually, is it full? Am I counting wrong? No, it's 11 months. So it's um it's too far away for me. That's <laughs> you that's know I say point. that every year about Star Wars, and yet we still get there. So it'll you'll get there. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I I right now Star Wars tomorrow night is too far away from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm not watching it now. It's too far. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to seeing. Johnny Depp in action as Grindelwald because, you know, while we saw Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, we didn't get to see him actually really doing anything mm-hmm. other than, what, two lines that he had in that? Right. Um, so, that's going to be entertaining. Getting to see how Jude Law handles it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. I think he can pull it off, but I really don't know. I, f- I feel like it's an interesting choice and one that I'm looking forward to seeing play out. Because uh, I didn't have a lot of faith in uh, Colin in the first one. Oh, and I to... initially no, but then I thought he crushed it. 
Yes, I thought that's he was what, really like, good. He was fantastic. I just didn't I didn't see him pulling off a role like that anymore. True. So um yeah. That's definitely easily number three. It was it was actually fighting with number two. But number two is still number Deadpool. two. <laughs> mm-hmm. I assume this movie hits everybody else's list. It did not make mine. Nope. It was it was right on the cusp of me for ten, but I again I ended up pushing some stuff out from the last couple trailers that I looked at. And the, you know, same with this. If I if we probably would have had a trailer for this, it could have got me more excited. I'm I, I work better with stuff I can look at and, and compare to. True. Trailer trailers always help. Yeah, and that's the other thing: the fact that it's so far away, not having a trailer out at this point is not that surprising, but yeah, you know, to its, to its detriment on the list episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming around to Romano, assuming he's still there. I'm here. I can't see him. I'm here. Okay. I'm sitting on the floor of the dog. I saw a hand come up at, at one point. <laughs> <and then> I... <laughs> uh, ready, ready player one. Okay. Ooh, okay. Well, cause you know why I wasn't I wasn't sold on it on the first trailer, but then I watched like the newest trailer and like it actually explained to me like what's going on because I never read the book either. And then once yeah. I saw that and I just saw all the ooh shiny nostalgia, <laughs> I was like sold. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, that see to me that speaks to what that trailer that second trailer did because I feel like a lot of people saw that first trailer that didn't read the book and didn't know what the fuck the movie yeah, was. Yeah, that and the fact that I like to play video games too, so I mean, that, that yeah. doesn't hurt either. So this second trailer, I think, is doing exactly its job. For people that don't haven't read the book and don't know what this is, like, to Mike's point, it looks good enough to him that now it's in his top three, knowing nothing about it. Yeah, because it bumped a lot of things. I mean, well, it bumped everything basically one. Yeah. So. All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm on, I, I agree with that. I can't, yeah. can't argue with that. I mean, originally, Pacific Rim was number three, so. Wow. Yeah. Nice, okay. This has high expectations for a lot of people. <laughs> no, I just want to be entertained. I don't care. Just give me yeah. give me you shiny. <laughs> give me robots fighting big fucking other aliens or whatever. I'm sold. You get you I'm, get a big I, robot in this movie ones. too. You can make every Iron Giant's gonna be in this one. Who what? Oh the Iron, Iron Giant's, Giant's gonna be in. Yeah. So there you go, yeah. yeah. And Gundam. Gundam was I in the trailer. That. Too. You're right. Oh fuck man, that's that's I'm gonna have to move up to number two now. <laughs> <laughs> No. You're just talking about going on a Gundam movie. Revision. No, it's not moving up to number two. It can't be number two. <laughs> if it gets to 197 references, he's going to move it up one slot. <laughs> if it gets to 278, he's going to move it up to number one. Yeah. <laughs> Sad part is I'm sure there's enough in there. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah I guarantee it. It's going to be one of those movies when you own it on Blu-ray, you're just pausing all the frames to see what you can find because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're all buried in there. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, you're gonna see shit in the background too that's not even talked about. Oh yeah, like it's non-action, just a random poster in the background somewhere that they walk by and it's on screen for half a second, but yeah. it's a good reference. Which is exactly the point because they are all Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna that's in yeah, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see it like ten times just to see what I can find each time. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll go on to my number three. Romano spoiled all that stuff. Incredibles two is my number three, <laughs> <laughs> and it it inched out Deadpool only because like like I think Mike said earlier, it's been fifteen years since we've had the Incredibles one. This is this is a movie I've anticipated for that since then. Yeah. I've wanted it since then. Yeah. So Deadpool, I got a recent taste of the last couple years, which was awesome. 
but Incredibles 2 for me, I've just been waiting so long for that movie, so that, that cracked the top three. Okay. Um, looping around to Josh, Josh number two. So... I want to see what this is, because yeah, I know what your yeah, top two are. I, I, I was interested. I figured. I don't know where they fall. <laughs> Alright, so I have to write a strongly worded letter to Marvel to stop putting out like cornerstone game-changing amazing looking movies in the same year that my damn harry potter movies are coming out because this happened for 2016 also where civil war inched out the first fantastic beasts movie by one slot for one and two and god damn it it did it again (laughs) so my number two is crimes of grindelwald as well uh yeah, again, I have a Harry Potter tattoo I proposed to my wife at the Wizarding World. We had Harry Potter-themed elements in our wedding. We went to London for our honeymoon. And this movie still didn't make number one. (laughs) (laughs) So my number one, my number one really better frickin' deliver, but uh, I am thoroughly... Uh, back in 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 the world of it all, and and Mike said it best uh, that finally, like, not a, going into the first Fantastic Beast movie, you know, we said it before that look, it's all new material. We all get to go in blind again and experience it all. It was fun, and now I'm actually starting to relive that. Where oh, now we get a sequel. Now we have some new foundation, and now we're gonna build on that, and we still don't know anything. Yeah, that is fun. That is really cool. So, yeah, like I said, I, I am lamenting how far away November is. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we would have got a trailer for Fantastic Beasts if that would have bumped it up to number one for you. Potentially, but uh, That's for tough. other other <laughs> reasons, maybe still not. Okay. But, uh, Bradley, what's your number two? Did full two. That, that doesn't surprise me either. <laughs> I have a feeling. And see, now I'm curious about Romana too, because I don't know if Romana's going to put that at two or one. No, come on. I I know yeah, how much you were into the Skull Poopel. The Skull Poopel is still holding a nice, good, strong number two. Don't you worry. <laughs> Get it, number two. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't at first, so I'm glad you explained it for me. <laughs> nice, strong number two. <laughs> Uh, Alright, coming around to my number two. Obviously, like Mike said earlier, Ready Player One is my number two. Do we do the, we all have the same number one? Absolutely, we as do. It, as it's going to fall, yeah. It looks like the only one left <laughs> that not, we haven't talked sure. about. I'm not sure. Just to confirm, Josh, you're number one. Avengers Infinity War. Bradley, number one. Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom. You fucking kidding me? Bitch, you screwed it all up. <laughs> Free State of, of Jones Infinity too. War. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were you were just fucking with us, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was leaving Infinity War completely off. That was no. Yes. Of Honorable that's mention. Right. That's just where it's at for you. Uh, Romano and number one. 
Oh, it was Free State of Jones again. I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Of course, it's Putting Avengers. A movie last he wants year to see the he year. wants to see the 2018 version just in case. It's no, better. you know yeah, what? I'm remaking I'm, it this year. I'm, I'm redoing it. I'm gonna go with Super Troopers too. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it's that it's, nearly made my it's, list. It's yeah, I was mentioned. So. <laughs> no, it's Avengers. Uh, yeah, Josh. To answer your question, yes, we all agree. Number yeah. one for everyone is Infinity War. I mean, I that, mean, the combination of ten years of yes. the MCU. That's, like, it's yeah, hard I mean, not it's to. Too, it's too much anticipation. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be chapter what, like eighteen or nineteen by that point. So, yeah. I, I mean, like that's the only way it could have edged out. Uh, if it was just another Marvel, you know, even a bigger one, it, uh, Fantastic Beast for me definitely would have hit number one. But how how can you you know ig- ignore something this this long in the making? Um, and again, I, I'm on that like total blackout, so I still haven't watched that teaser trailer or whatever it was put out. Kudos um, to you. Nope, it, I've it's... watched it about twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah, uh, well, everyone else is like, screw that. I'm not even trying that stuff. It, here's an interesting note for all the listeners and all of us. Starting the first week of January, hey, I saw this. If you watch one Marvel movie in order per week, you will end up. Having watched every single one of them once per week, and finish the day that Infinity War comes out. I think we we talked about that recently yeah, on yeah. one of the episodes. That's I what I gotta do. I gotta put up the preferred Bry Guy Super Friends viewing order. I still gotta do yes. that. Yes, yes. Accompany it with this uh, with this episode. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll do it shortly after. Um. To, to talk, I don't want to give spoilers about the trailer to Josh, so I'm going to try and keep limited on. <laughs> there's that guy with that like thing. That. <laughs> I, yeah, there's I, the guy. I appreciate that the effort. Mike. Walks around <laughs> and there's like an energy blast, and then it's just <laughs> chaos. And no, um, Thanos is in it, by the way. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured that. Is there, um, like it, the the one note I made on my list is there's only one movie in my lifetime I can remember knowing was coming and anticipating it for longer. Like a movie that you are 100% sure is going to come eventually and that you're going to anticipate it for longer. And that movie's on my list. That's number 10. That's the only reason that the Meg movie made my list is because I've been anticipating that since like 1998. <laughs> and... This is the only movie I've been looking forward to longer than any other. Like that that like Infinity War since they announced this MCU thing, it's been ten years building up to this point. Yeah. It better be fucking good. <laughs> um you know, if they botch this one, if they finally just completely screw a movie up and it's this one, ugh, that would just be bad. <laughs> Hence I don't see that happening. I don't see them taking no way. Not the nosedive here. <laughs> no. Well, I feel like um, I had very high ups- expectation for Age of Ultron. And Age of Ultron, looking back, I think let me down. So I'm hoping this is not that. See, I still love Age of Ultron. There are parts to love. I think overall, I think there was a lot of studio meddling, I think, that took away from it. Perhaps I still would rather watch it than the first Avengers. Ooh, no, no I, I would disagree with you on yeah. that one. I know Same. a lot of people disagree with me. But I just in general I like Ultron as a villain more than I like Loki. 
Um, you want proof of that? I have a nearly three foot statue of Ultron sitting six feet from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, in you know that that's not a coincidence. Um, but it's also that James Spader as Ultron was just incredible. Um, and Josh Brolin, we know he's going to kill it. It is Thanos. We've seen him killing it already in a, just a few lines. Yeah. I mean, when he puts Ronan in his place, you can see that he's just like, bitch, get off me. <laughs> Which is exactly how Thanos should treat somebody like Ronan. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I'm just extremely excited. It's five months is way too long. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like anything else, like we we the anticipation to all these movies is hard to do, but eventually we're gonna get there, and then you know it'll be here before we know. Especially all these movies that are coming out earlier in the year, that'll be enough to hold us. We got Black Panther, hopefully, to hold us over between now and then. Oh yeah, and I, I yeah, there's plenty in between. I, I imagine Last Jedi will satiate you for quite a while because it'll be in up the- until Black Panther. Yeah, it'll yeah. be in theaters yeah. for a long <laughs> while, so you can go back like once a week and keep seeing it I- until February. The first month, I'll be there probably once a week at least. <laughs> After that, maybe every other week. Yeah. I mean, I just got to not overdo it the first couple of days like I did with Rogue One. Because I want to <laughs> say, with, with Rogue One and Force Awakens, I think both of them, I watched them five times in the first four days. Jesus Christ. Um, that, I might be wrong. It might have been four times in the first three days for one of them. But <laughs> I know Force Awakens, it was five times. It just... And then I didn't want to go back, you know, later. So Yeah, to help you digest it better if you, yeah, you go a little bit in between. Space it out. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so we have our official top tens. I'll just go through them quickly, and then we'll come around back to Josh for honorable mentions. Uh, Josh is ten. The Predator, Annihilation, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, Ocean's 8, Halloween, Incredibles 2, Ready Player One, Deadpool 2, Fantastic Beasts, is it The Crimes of Grindelwald? Is yes. that the right title? Correct. Okay. Uh, and one Avengers Infinity War. Uh, for Bradley, we have The Meg, A Quiet Place, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ready Player One, Black Panther, Solo, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, Deadpool 2, and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Romano, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Spider-Man, Edge of Spider-Verse, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Equalizer 2, Incredibles 2, Black Panther, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ready Player One, Deadpool 2, and Avengers Infinity War. And for me, we have Annihilation, uh, Alita, Battle Angel, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Black Panther, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Mission Impossible 6, Deadpool 2, Incredibles 2, Ready Player One, and Avengers Infinity War yet again. Uh, is this the first unanimous number one? By the way, I think so. pretty sure. I th- I think so because I think I think there's a that lot of years lot. where we've had a lot of like one and two is the same movies, just the orders have been changed. Uh, so yeah, this could be so <laughs> the the anticipation for Infinity War better better live up to the hype because <laughs> we are all betting hard on this movie. Um, all right, so we'll loop around to Josh. We'll try to get through some honorable mentions, and then we'll close it down. So Josh, what honorable mentions would you like to bring up? Um, I have, this is actually going to kick off my year, like right after New Year's, uh, Insidious, The Last Key. I love that franchise. Uh, Proud Mary looks interesting to me. Uh, Wrinkle in Time looks freaking gorgeous. 
Uh, I think Tomb Raider could be interesting. It might, it might fall flat, but I think it could be cool. Yeah. Uh, New Mutants. Definitely curious about that. Uh, Super Troopers is on my calendar, and that's not a joke. I, I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, what else hasn't been discussed? That's another movie that like just has taken so long to get made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for me, I think the last one would be uh, the 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 girl in, the girl with the dragon tattoo franchise is trying to get restarted, and it's gonna get kicked off in October with uh, the girl in the spider's web. It was the first book. No, I'm sorry. It was second. The, I'm sorry. The first book that was written after the original author died. So it was the first one written by someone else carrying on those stories and uh i really dug them so i'm hoping that turns out well Alrighty. uh i don't know if i have anything really to add tomb raider i think would have made my honorable mentions to wrinkle in time i don't know enough about but it looks interesting enough that i do want to check it out and uh super troopers too yeah like we said i think that's a another like cult classic i feel like mm-hmm that just kind of flew underneath the radar for people, but when you see it, you're like, this is fucking hilarious. And, yeah, it's it's taken a while to get that sequel off the ground, so I'm anxious to see what that one turns out to be. Uh, Bradley, what are some of your honorable mentions? Uh, the only honorable mentions I have that were not talked about on anybody's list is The New Mutants and Rampage. Um, <laughs> Rampage is one that I had no interest in when they first announced that I thought it was a joke. And having seen the trailer, that looks like it could be a damn fun monster movie as well. And I, I like monster movies. I like the kaiju. I like Kong, Godzilla, all that stuff. I enjoy it. So that actually does look like it's going to be fun. At first, I thought it was going to be just god-awful when I heard the theory of making that game into a movie. But now, since it looks great... Which creature in Rampage do you think is going to have the upper hand? The giant lizard or the giant monkey? I think the crocodile is going to come in and fuck shit up afterwards, but I think the wolf <laughs> is going to be the bad guy. Like, obviously, I think, you know, the the uh, the ape is going to be the good guy in all yeah. of this um, from the way the trailer looks, and that the wolf and the crocodile will be the bad guys that are out there to get. Um, and then the rock kills them all. It, to, yeah. Yeah. They, they they have to put down the monkey at the end or the, the <laughs> ape, gorilla, whatever the hell he is. Um, so I, I think it'll be fun. In New Mutants, watching a superhero movie go down a horror movie thread, mm-hmm. that just looks interesting, and I'm hoping they do it right. Agreed. Uh, yeah, that's all you and Josh. I'll let you guys see that and let me know. I think it's still PG-13, so I I, uh, I don't know about that. You'll be fine. Um, now I'm going to have to actually look and find out. Because that I'm not sure of. I, even I, still, never I don't know if like any, like even just the tone to me just doesn't speak to me. So even if it is PG-13, I still don't know if I'd go see it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, hold on. Uh, Romano, what are your, some of your honorable mentions? I had Rampage also, just because it's The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can't go can't go yeah. wrong with that. Did you guys did Bradley Bradley Romano? Did you guys either of you see San Andreas and like oh, San Andreas? I love that movie. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, same director. Um, I mean, Alexander Daddario is in it, so that makes me happy. Enjoyed it. Yeah, sadly, she's not in Rampage. I know, that's a shame. <laughs> but it's okay. I like The Rock, so The Rock's pretty cool. He's a cool dude. Um, I had, I had the same director as San Andreas. Yeah, casting The Rock, you have a hit. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to make money if you cast yeah. The Rock. That, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, my other ones were Super Troopers and uh, MI6. Okay. Um... Uh, I think most of mine we, we talked about. Spider-Verse, I think, was an honorable mention for me. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Pacific Rim, Fantastic Beast. The one that I still don't really know anything about, other than like a quick synopsis and the cast, and I really want to see a trailer to see if this seems as funny as I think it's going to be, there's a movie called Tag. It's oh, about I a small that. group of yeah. former classmates yeah. organized an elaborate annual game of Tag that requires some to travel all over the country. Which includes John Hamm, Jeremy Renner, Isla Fitcher, Leslie Bibb, Rashida Jones, Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, Brian Dennehy, Hannibal Burris. Like the cast alone, yeah, fucking. I think would Dennehy. be hilarious. It's gonna turn this. into like some like murder like <laughs> thing, probably. Yeah, I guess it could go any way. Like it's still billed as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be so I'm hoping a dark it just sticks as points. That it's literally like people just running around the country trying to slap somebody and say "tag you're it" <laughs> and then they run away. <laughs> like to me, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> so I'm anxious to see what that trailer looks like. That's in the summer, so end of June, I guess, is that one. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, four months out from when we're gonna see uh, New Mutants hit theaters, it is currently not rated. Mm. Yeah, I think sticking with the tone that Fox established with Logan and uh, Deadpool. I think I th- I'm pretty sure they're pulling for a rated R movie for this one. So I expect it rated R. I'd be surprised if it's PG-13, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, so yeah, I think that's where we're we're done with this one. We wrapped up our most anticipated. We'll check back, uh, you know, in a year's time and see how this list stacks up to where our favorites hit, and see where we go from here. Sounds good. Um, as we've talked about, we'll probably most of us or all of us go checking out uh, Last Jedi tomorrow or this weekend. So the next show we do will probably be a Last Jedi review. We'll try to have that out hopefully before, it should be before Christmas. And uh, then maybe take the week off after that. And we'll, well, unless this Fox deal happens, that might be something we talk about in between Christmas and New Year's. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but that's all I got planned. Um, if you enjoy the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite our show. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Superfriends. Uh, send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that goodness. Uh, you can also do so at Superfriends at gmail.com or BG Superfriends or at, sorry, at BG Superfriends on Twitter. All of those will work. So on behalf of Josh, Mike, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.